Welcome, everyone, to episode 301 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. So today's topic, uh, once again, I, I think we called it last week that we would be changing topics last minute. And sure enough, about midday today, <laughs> we decided to change topics last minute. Uh, but we decided to go with, I don't know if it's so much of a buyer's guide, but a, a preview on when you should get a Nintendo Switch. Obviously, everyone's biggest complaint at this point is the lack of games for it. Um, I, I think that's certainly a valid complaint. I've only really played one game on mine. Uh, there's another game coming out tomorrow, obviously, for those in the know. Uh, Mario Kart 8 comes out tomorrow, so that's going to be my second Nintendo Switch game. But still, that's only really two games for the first you know, three or four months of the system. There's some indies and stuff that are interesting, but we're going to get into that uh, during the main segment and, and talk about some of the stuff that's coming out for it and, and when would be a good time to, to pick one up. Uh, so that's our main topic. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? Yeah, I played a bunch of Horizon Zero Dawn since last week. Nice. So I'll be talking about that finally. Okay. Corey, Will, anything? Just Nothing? more Mass Effect. That's it. Yeah, I played I more. Mass- played an hour of Zelda. Okay, I played more Mass Effect and more Breath of the Wild, so I'm sure we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. But yeah, okay. So let's let's get into the Nintendo Switch. So yeah, as I said uh, right off the top, really the bet the 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 best game you can have right now for the Nintendo Switch is is Breath of the Wild. It's it's the reason why I think a lot of people bought one at launch. It actually sold more copies of the game on the switch than the actual switch system itself, uh, which people were trying to determine why I wonder if maybe like people bought multiple copies, one to have for their kids and then one for them. I, I don't know what, what the ultimate reasoning for that was, but yeah, there was, I think 200,000 more copies of breath of the wild for the <laughs> switch sold than the switch itself. Or maybe they just bought it and were like, yeah, you know, I'll get one as soon as I can. Cause it's still yeah. a little bit hard to find. That would be my guess is it's just people just pre-ordered it and yeah, so they didn't have to worry about it. And they're like, I'll, I'll figure out getting a switch. Yeah. Or if you were in a store and they had it, you just were like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that and yeah, and get a switch when I can. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, Mario Kart eight, uh, deluxe is coming out tomorrow. So that's, uh, of course the Mario Kart eight, all the DLC, uh, but it's also got the revamped battle mode, which, uh, was the number one complaint, the, I think it's pretty much the only complaint about the Mario Kart Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U was the lack of of a proper battle mode. They set battle mode on the actual tracks, which didn't work out because everyone was way too spaced out to make it interesting. So they fixed that with Mario Kart 8. Um, I but can't imagine that, that was their intent from the get go. What's that? That style of battle mode on the racetracks. To me, it just felt like. 
they focused on everything else and then it came time to deliver yeah. the game and they're like oh we don't have really have a good battle mode yeah just so they just put, put it on, it on the tracks the, yeah no I, it definitely feels like it was an afterthought absolutely um which is fine because i mean it ended up being really good you know racing mario kart game but sure uh yeah that i mean that was a lot of people especially for the couch co-op people uh that's that's the one of the primary draws of mario kart was the was the battle mode so uh, but yeah, I mean, the, there's uh, ultimately like a, a pretty decent library of games that are coming out. Eric, did you want to cover that? Yeah, so I'm I'm really just going off of Wikipedia. I did look at, at all this this afternoon. Um, I was really just going to focus on like some of the bigger games because I don't yeah. I don't know as as if indie games would be a pull for people to buy a, a gaming console. Really, so yeah. it just kind of um, pads out the library a little bit. Yeah. Uh, another one that came out this week that people really like too, Dan, is Puyo Puyo Tetris. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a $40 game. Actually, I played the demo uh, while I was in the bathtub the other day. Uh-huh. It was great. Fun game. Um, any, I actually might buy it at it? some point. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because my wife really likes Tetris, uh, mm-hmm. and we can play against each other. So I, I actually will probably purchase that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Dan said, you got Mario Kart 8 coming out. So you will have two like you know really good AAA games as of tomorrow, April 28th. Um, so it seems like what they're kind of doing is spacing things out uh, where it's every month or every two months you're going to have, I guess, what they would consider uh, a AAA big game for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so really, uh, the next one is ARMS, mm-hmm. which comes out June 16th. And ARMS is a, uh, it's a sort of a fighter, uh, very cartoony graphics that you might expect, but you use the Joy-Con to kind of throw punches and you can curve them and you will see that curve come up on screen and there's different, uh, not necessarily heroes, but you know, different characters. Uh, so they're kind of doing the, the hero thing to a, a smaller extent. Um, but that seems to be about as deep as that game is. Mm-hmm. Does that sound about right for ARMS? Yeah, uh, it's really hard. I've heard it's hard to get a good read on it if you haven't actually like played it and and mm-hmm. and experienced. The, I, apparently, it's really got good depth for uh, like an action game, I guess. Uh, but it's hard to sen- get a sense of that from watching it. Um, yeah. I you know if it's just like two players boxing, like I can't see that being a buy for me while it's full price. You know that that'd have to be a a discounted yeah. game that I get. I think there's also just a bad taste in everyone's mouth after all the um, what was Xbox's motion? How do I not? Oh, I can't connect, remember. Connect, that. connect. Yeah, you know, you get you kind of get a connect vibe from watching it, which most people were not very favorable towards. So I hope right. this is at least a little bit more one to one in terms of what you're doing and what happens on screen. Yeah, I from from what I hear, it it control it does control well. Like it doesn't seem like it's. You know, you're throwing a punch and it's not registering or anything like that. I've heard the like same. The I've heard that people have liked it. Yeah. But also, like, there's probably not enough there to justify sixty bucks. sixty dollar yeah. price tag. Yep. Um, I guess I, I did want to mention another one that they have. I think they featured at some point in one of their Switch presentations. Uh, it's Ultra Street Fighter Two: The Final Challengers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're into the uh, Street Fighter series, that's that's maybe another draw for you. Um, and that comes out May 26th, so that's okay. yeah, that's even before Arms. I've I've got a May one too, 
Disgaea oh, Five Complete. Okay. Uh, I will be buying Disgaea Five Complete. It's a tactics strategy RPG. Okay. I've been wanting to get into the Disgaea series. We've talked about it a little bit, and they started putting the old ones on PC. Uh, this is the most recent one that came out for the PS3 and PS4, um, so I will be getting that. I think that's also May 26th, if I if I recall correctly. Um. Yep. The end of May, I know. May 23rd. 23rd. Okay. Yep. Um. So then, really, the next one that catches my eye is not actually doesn't even have a release date. I don't know why it's in this order. Uh, Stardew Valley is mm-hmm. supposed to come out uh, quarter two or quarter three this year. I think that the Switch is a, a perfect platform for that game. Absolutely. And I will, I will probably purchase it again uh, on the Switch. Uh, so I'm actually, I'd, I'd actually rather play it on there than probably anything, any other platform that I have. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, Steam World, well, has anybody I'll, played? I'll be... Go ahead, Dave. I'll, I'll be getting that too. Uh, I, the co-op is coming to consoles first on the Nintendo Switch. Oh. It's going to be coming out on PC first, but the 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 co-op version is is Switch first. Very good. Um, so that's one I'll probably end up playing with the wife when it comes out. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, has anybody played Steam World Dig? Mm-hmm. Corey did. Cool. What did you think of it? I really liked it. Yeah, a lot of people are into that. Uh, Steam World Dig Two is coming to the switch also quarter two quarter three of this year um what what kind of game is it i really don't know anything about it isn't that like just steam world heist no it's a different steam game world dig is a different game yeah it's different but steam world dig 2 yeah oh interesting yeah, yeah no the first one was good all right <laughs> <laughs> what did i miss something no, no i'm well, I just, I'm, I'm with not... you on World Heist, Corey. I, I'm interested. I have that, actually. I just haven't played it. I would like that to come to the Switch. So Steam World Dig 2 is a brand new game coming out for the Switch. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes, yes it is. Okay. Uh, the next one, the next big release for, for the Switch is July 21st, and that's uh, Splatoon 2. Um, Splatoon, obviously, is a competitive online uh, shooter-type game. With uh, the cutesy, fun Nintendo vibe to it, uh, where you splatter paint all over the board, uh, more to cover the board with your team's color paint than kill the other team members. Uh, but it's got like the the customization as far as your weapons, different kinds of weapons, different uh, outfits for your for your characters, um, and it's just kind of cutesy and fun. Uh, but I really liked the first one. I think Dan probably liked it the most out of all of us. Is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah, so I know I you're it. really looking forward to the second one. I will probably get it because it's a Switch exclusive. Um, and up to that point, there's only, well, I think probably three or four other games I'll probably have. Um, but I really haven't seen anything that's shown me it sets itself apart at all from the first one. The re- really, the main difference um, is there's a lot more uh, customization for your uh, squid kid, I guess. Like the clothes and stuff? Yeah, like that was that was the biggest complaint for Splatoon was the lack of lack of customization. There was a lot of customization, but people wanted to be able to like more customize the character and not just the clothes and stuff. Uh, mm. And then you know, there's there's more weapons and maps. I, I think there's a couple different game modes in there too, uh, and you can also play that uh, local locally, like uh, competitively and co-op too, uh, which is different from from Splatoon. Okay. 
so that's that's their next big release for them. Uh, you are going to get games like NBA 2K18 has been confirmed, if you're into that. I know that is always good. I just am always concerned how these games are going to run or look on a Nintendo console as compared to the other uh, platforms they're available on. Um, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim is supposed to be coming quarter three. Any interest in, from anybody for that? Nah. Yeah, me either. Will? Mm. More Skyrim on the Switch. God, I'm tired of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so really, there's nothing else that catches my eye until Fire Emblem Warriors. Mm-hmm. That's probably Will right in Will's wheelhouse. Woo! You better believe it. Yeah. So that's another Dynasty Warriors type game. Uh, what was it? Uh, Zelda? What was the Zelda one? Hyrule. Hyrule Warriors. Hyrule. How many yeah. hours did what? you put into that one, Dan? Um, I think like 70 or 80. Yikes. So you're probably pretty pumped good. for Fire Emblem. Yeah. I, I think I talked about this before, but I'll be interested to see if they can factor in the relationship stuff that's prominent in the Fire Emblem games yeah. into that. Because I, one thing I thought they did really well in Hyrule Warriors was put in the kind of the Zelda trappings, like the, the hook shot and all that stuff, how they, how they put that into the warrior style game and made it feel like you were actually playing uh, a, a Zelda game as opposed to like just a dynasty warriors game. I, they did a really good job of that. So I'll be interested to see how the, how the, the uh, fire emblem take is on that. Yeah. I don't know as if I will get, get that one right away. If at all, um, it really depends how it's looking and what other things are coming out when it, an actual release date is out Revi- for it, but uh, and reviews too. I'm sure if it yeah. gets average reviews, like it's prop, you know, probably a pass. Right. So uh, really, anything else that we're going to talk about is slated to come out this year, yeah. uh, not necessarily confirmed. Um, so let's see. God, I, there's if I'm being honest, there's not a ton of other stuff that's slated to come out this year, other than. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about real quick. I know you guys were huge fans of the first one. I think um, I saw that that was confirmed for this year. It was. Yeah, they Well, that's they my, one of my nibble bits. Yeah, they oh, okay. reconfirmed it for this year. To me that means nothing until we get like a release date and it actually comes too. out. It they they I mean cuz Breath of the Wild was confirmed for Wii U and they like reconfirmed it coming out and then it got delayed. Mm-hmm. For so the first a year and a half. Comment. Um, I tweeted that from Destructoid. Yeah. The first comment on the article is Nintendo is now delaying the delay announcement. Well played, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how confident people are in their reconfirmation of that coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the only other one that I feel like could get get somebody buy to buy a Nintendo Switch this year, or should be a good reason to, is Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, which is slated to come out this holiday season. I'm pretty confident that will be out. I'm sure that'll be out. Yeah. If they want to make sure with a nice bundle and everything. Yeah. Uh, that's, that game looks awesome to me. Uh, that's really the one that put me over the edge on buying a switch when I saw it. Um, even though it's not coming out till, till Christmas time, but uh, Zelda was enough to, to tide me over until then. So really, I mean, if Xenoblade doesn't come out this year, I gotta, I, I'm not super thrilled with the lineup. No? No. I mean, Splatoon 2 is all right. 
Mario Kart 8, we've already played. Yeah. Well, I mean, Stardew you, Valor, we've played. You've got to look at it this way. Like the 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 Wii U had a very, very poor attach rate. Uh-huh. So for a lot of people, like if you didn't have a Wii U, these games are going to be all completely new to you. Mario Kart 8, Splatoon, you know, it's all brand new for uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. So there's only 13 million Wii U sold in its lifetime. That's fair. That's a good point. Yeah. I we guess, all had one here, but. Yeah. I guess if, if somebody asked me when they should buy a, a Nintendo Switch, my answer would be you should get a Mario bundle at holiday time. Yeah, see, I was, I would say, I would say before holiday time, only because if there's a mad rush for them at holiday time and you can't get your hands on one, I would say like end of summer probably. Yeah, I mean, if you're worried about missing out on one, yeah, then then that's the right answer. But as far if I'm just looking at it strictly like when I feel like there will be enough games, yeah, uh, to justify it, I don't think it's until Mario comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know even if I should say that because Zelda and Mario Kart are both fantastic games yeah so man it's just it's a it's a tough one because yeah, I, I feel like you have to you have to figure out like i said if the person has played these games on wii u yeah you know if if they haven't then like you said you know your your splatoon is completely new your your mario kart is completely new obviously breath of the wild is 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 new too yeah. i think those three games right there if for someone who didn't own a wii u is yeah. a pretty solid, solid lineup. That's true. So yeah, so we say like if if you didn't have a Wii U, yeah, then su- summertime, yeah, like and when the Splatoon summer. comes out, yeah, I would think. Uh, there's a few other games uh, that I'm interested in getting. Rhyme yeah. is one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's coming to other things too. I'm pretty sure. Was it confirmed for PS4 and PC also? PS4 was the first place we saw Rhyme. Okay. Or advertised. Uh, yeah. Uh, I believe it's also coming to PC. Not 100% sure about that. Readout is another one. It's an anti-grav racer. It's already on Steam. Uh, it's something I would probably rather have on the Switch. If it runs well. It's all you know. It's all going to depend on if it runs at 60 frames or not. Or close to it. Uh, I had also the new Shin Megami Tensei game. Don't know anything about it. No one knows anything about it. But I'm definitely... Uh, definitely interested in it it's a you know classic jrpg series uh that's one of the good things about the switch for me is there seems to be a plethora of jrpgs on it so that's a good thing uh terraria also coming to the switch this year terraria minecraft i know we're not interested in minecraft but the the kids these days Mm -hmm. are all into the minecraft so rayman Uh, legends dan rayman legends yeah i'll be rebuying rayman legends definitely so so yeah i guess i guess yeah dan brings up a good point if you haven't if you didn't have a wii u the time to buy is when splatoon 2 comes out yeah then you'll have have a wii u i'd wait till holiday yeah definitely because that like like we talked about then you'll have zelda breath of the wild which is a good long game mario kart which is a good multiplayer couch co-op type of game uh and and splatoon are all really really quality games yeah and then who knows who, has there been any rumors about the virtual console? I, I have, have not heard anything. I haven't even heard a peep about it. So you'd imagine they'd have to say something fairly soon about that. Yeah, we re- uh, we don't even still have the full details about the online stuff, do we? No, but I, I I'm assuming it's got to be starting tomorrow because that's the big online. Game oh, that's right, Mario Kart. 
I did so. pre-order that, by the way. Oh, did, yeah, mine's coming yeah. tomorrow. I don't think Amazon's going to screw it up this time. <laughs> I would imagine. This time. Didn't they say like, like a lot of the online features will launch in the fall? Didn't they say that originally? Paying for, Something paying for about it. the fall, yeah. Oh, well, I would imagine that would be the point where they would introduce the virtual console. Really? Better people be wait that long? Pack in some value. Well, I mean, that's an easy way to like expand their game library, you know, is yeah. by putting the virtual, especially if they're going to put GameCube games on there like they they rumored that they were going to do. That's a good way to because, you know, even people who owned a Wii U didn't have GameCube virtual console games. Although you could play GameCube games on the actual Wii U. Which so am I cool. crazy in saying that if you have not played Zelda and you're interesting in, interested in playing Zelda, now is as good a time of any to buy a Switch? Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess, guess it depends on how much money. you can play and how much you can play. I mean, if you're going to binge through Zelda in a weekend, yeah. maybe not worth it. But, you know, if you just peck at it here and there, that'll keep you busy for a real long time. And there it are can... enough decent other games to keep you occupied until the big hitters land. Yeah. What are they though? I mean, it kept well, for me. I guess the ones that would keep me entertained are games like Mario Kart and Terraria, and, and even Terraria uh, doesn't I, even have a release date though. I am Setsuna would be one I would return to just to get use out of my Switch. Um, I wasn't. I didn't play enough Splatoon to say whether I would like that or not, but that would be another one. That Wonder Boy game is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I was close to buying that one. I just, I, I just, yes, Zelda is the only great game, but I think it's that good that there's no reason not to just, if you're planning on getting a Switch, just get it. The I only thing I would lot. hesitate on, sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, go ahead, finish up. I was just going to say, the only thing I would hesitate on is the potential for some sort of hardware refresh. Nothing major, but uh, maybe the joy-con issue like yeah, a, yeah. a slightly different model number with the joy-con issue repaired from the manufacturer from the start mm-hmm. uh, even something preventing the scratching of the screen with the dock i can't remember what the other hardware issues were but maybe something would come out relatively soon that would address the, that some simple bending of the uh switch it, it, I heard that that was just like an isolated incident. Is I don't I didn't investigate enough to know whether that was true or not. But I I read I up like on it. I've seen a few people online. I read uh, up on it, and it's from the manufacturing process. It was just, it came that way. Uh, they oh, didn't really. Yeah, they didn't bend from the heat because the heat generated by the by the switch is not close mm-hmm. enough to bend the. Um, Whatever whatever plastic they use on the shell, uh, someone did. Someone broke it down. Like it has to be, I think the temperature to bend the the plastic has to be like a hundred and like a hundred and seventy Celsius. I don't know some crazy number. Uh, and any consumer electronic once it reaches a certain temperature, shut just shuts down. I guess it's a, a fail safe. Okay. So so those people just assumed that that's what it was then. Yeah yeah. When it was probably they just came that way, and you just didn't right. notice until. Someone discovered that their switch wasn't straight, and then everyone else was like, "Hey, my switch isn't straight either." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, been, no, I, don't, I, I don't get it. 
That's that's a good point though, Corey. I feel like uh yeah, if if you plan on buying one and you're interested in Zelda, then you have the money, then I guess go for it now. But yeah, if Zelda I, isn't necessarily your thing, then I would wait till till holiday. Yeah. I've got I mean, I played Zelda a lot and it lasted me since I bought it to I um to now. I mean that's what almost two months. And I, we've talked I, a little bit of, about this in yeah. We've talked a little bit about this in recent episodes, but I just think because of Zelda and how many Switch consoles it moved, I just think the potential is there for a lot more games to come, you know, because the install base is there, which is something we never had with the Wii U. Yeah. So it it gives me a lot more faith in the console than before Zelda came out and was so amazing that everybody had to play it. Well, a lot of people are optimistic about e3 this year too and and nintendo announcing games that are coming out you know later this year that they haven't even mentioned yet you know now do they usually do their own their own thing at e3 yeah they have like a special uh, e3 nintendo direct okay because i know they came out and said something about not going to e3 now i wasn't sure if that affected like their own thing or oh i don't know are they not going at all because they like like Corey said they always have the big treehouse thing uh, yeah, and they, they have a presence at E3. They don't have one of the one of the big conferences, conferences like Sony or Microsoft or, or right. Um, but yeah, they do have a, a big presence, and I always like their Treehouse stuff because the stuff they show in the Nintendo Direct, then they show for hours on end, like you like you know, just people playing it and talking. Oh no, it. no, they'll they'll be there. Okay, I figured yeah. I figured they would be with their you know the Switch just came out. Yeah. So. I'll tell you what, though, if they uh, if there was any time to have a conference, it would be this summer. You know, yeah. a lot of goodwill towards Nintendo right now. Sure. Yeah, the cheers I, I'm would really be hoping, out of this world. <laughs> I'm really hoping to see uh, like a a Switch Pokemon game that's not just like a port of one of these other ones. Yep. Um, yep. I think that's probably most what I'm looking for. Pokemon Snap 2 is obviously what my <laughs> dream people are, would be. But. People have their fingers crossed for a new Metroid game. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get it or not, but fingers fingers are crossed for that. And, and it's, not Feder- it's not Federation Force, although I've heard good things about Federation Force. Was that, that the one the on one? 3DS? Yeah. The one that everybody hated and tried to get a petition for? Even though it ended up, ended up being decent. like, a, like a, I don't, I don't want to say great game, but a decent decent enough game. I hope Nintendo ports that over and says we have a Metro for you guys, <laughs> Metroid, and show that one off as a massive troll attempt. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. <laughs> I'm hoping for a few more ports too of some of the some of the better Wii U games. I would like to see Xenoblade Chronicles X ported. That's been rumored to be uh, a thing. I don't know. We'll get Smash too. I'm sure Smash will, yeah. Oh, that I would almost bet money that that'll be an E3. They're just yeah. the thing that they're going to have to do is make sure that that players can connect their uh, their GameCube controllers. I know there's USB ports on the Switch dock, so maybe they'll put that functionality into it. Yeah, easier. How far Smash out are we from a brand new Smash? Yeah, probably a ways. Six years, really? Probably they they take their time between games. Okay. Especially with this one, because like the rumor is they're going to be adding 
a couple new characters, not too many. Uh, so it's already a pretty big roster of characters. And the scene's they, doing very well, too. They have to make sure it's balanced. and Yeah. Well, we got to get a Splatoon character in there now, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Callie, I, I... Callie and Mari? Callie and Marie, yeah. Isn't it Callie and Mari? Calamari? Think... Yeah, that makes more sense than Wait, Callie That's what I always Marie. thought it was. You're genius, Eric. I never even, <laughs> I I never even, <laughs> never even thought of that. Uh, one thing interesting, apparently the last global test fire for Splatoon 2 had a, had is going to have an effect on the single player story mode in in uh, Splatoon 2, which I found to be interesting. I heard there's big rumblings about the story. I yeah. totally forgot about the other test fires. I wanted to play and I just never even thought about it. I didn't either. But that's all wow. right. It'll come out soon enough. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about too is there. I'm not. I don't think it's official. The battery pack for the Switch to increase the battery life. Did any of you guys see that? No. Uh, I saw something. Yeah, there's. I I couldn't find any solid details on it, but it seemed like it wasn't a, an official thing, but something someone was making, and it's a it's a battery pack that kind of clips onto the back. Yes. Um, and it has the because I know a lot of people didn't like it's got a better kickstand on it. It adds a bunch more hours of battery life. Um, so that's something if you do a lot of traveling and, and not a place where you can either have a, a power bank or a place where you can plug it in. That's a an option for for more battery life for your Nintendo switch. Tack on another accessory. Tack on another accessory. That's right. I also I want to go back and, and uh, bring up a point that. Beardless mentioned in the chat that if all you're interested in is Zelda, it might be a good idea just to get a Wii U on the cheap. Mm-hmm. But so, you also brought up a good point. They don't, their stuff doesn't get cheap. It's not it just stays the same price. I got a hundred and I got a hundred and sixty bucks for my Wii U. It, it, just, it had been a dead console at that point. I bet you yeah. if you if you bought it used, I bet you it's no cheaper than like a hundred and fifty bucks for for the console. Well, if Amazon's still willing to give me 180, yeah. as of last week I checked, they were willing to give me 180 dollars just for my Wii U. Yep. Nothing. Like I wasn't no going to games or anything. I wasn't going to trade mine in. I was just going to have it as like a backup. But when I saw it, because I was like, oh, I'll get, because I think GameStop was giving me like 60 bucks for it. I was like, I'll just keep it. You know, I have all these games for it. But Amazon, and then. Uh, I got like thirty dollars at least for most of my games too, like you know my, my Mario Kart and uh, Xenoblade was like twenty eight or something like that, and you know th- these games are a few years old. So right now, a Nintendo Wii U at GameStop pre-owned is two hundred and eighty bucks. Just get a Switch, thirty two gig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no reason to buy that. I mean, unless you're like a collector and you just want to have every system, but still, like, it might not go down in price that much because it was it's, it was kind of a rare console too, you know. It could be that if we had held on to our Wii U's, they'd be worth like three or four hundred, you know. I still got mine. Me too. Oh yeah, that's right. I trade mine in. Me so too. even even buy it now is on eBay are over two hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at that point, like you said, it's probably just better to get a Switch for... I am seeing 
Nintendo Wii U Black 32 gigabyte deluxe system original replacement console only. So that's not including the tablet, right? Right. 130 bucks for just that. Mm. But you need the tablet. There's no workaround for that, is there? I don't think you do. No. No, you do. I mean, I know you can just use your, like, like a pro Pro controller. controller. But I don't know if you can actually access the system without there being, like, a tablet attached to it. You know? (laughs) It's an interesting question. All right. I should also mention since we're on the subject i did sell my switch yeah craigslist for full price oh and you're alive which i didn't feel bad about (laughs) no of course not i talked to the guy about it because i mentioned how i hate when people just buy them to resell them scalp them essentially and he's like yeah i know and he told me that he actually found a couple that were cheaper but he wondered what was wrong with them. Why were people selling them cheaper? Yeah. When I checked, I couldn't find one in my area on Craigslist for under four hundred dollars. Really? So I didn't. I mean, I, I put the three sixty for the console in Zelda. That's what I got. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cash. Can't go wrong with that. No. It was actually, my first time ever selling something on Craigslist too. I'm afraid to. Well, I had a bunch of people right off the bat say, oh, will you take 275 Will you take, I've got a perfect condition iPhone 6, want to trade straight up, and like a bunch of crap. And I'm like, if you just read yeah. the post, it said yeah. cash only, non-negotiable, like this is what it is. Yeah. And then if I didn't hear anything for a while, then I'd obviously lower the price. But Yeah, you were in no rush to pawn it off, you know? You could have no. sat on it for a while. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Any other thoughts? Nintendo Switch. So, what was everybody's final decision on when to buy? Dan, you were end of summer? Yeah, I think end of summer is a good time. Yeah, after Splatoon 2 comes out, that's... Then you got three good, you know, Nintendo games, and then a few other, like, uh, multi-platforms or third-party titles to go with. I can get with that. I can get with end of summer. And you have definitely Mario Odyssey to look forward to at holiday time. I would say that's pro- a definite coming out, and oh yeah, a few other things. All right, so get one this summer with Splatoon two. I guess for me though, like when would I get another one since I sold it? Yeah, yeah. Mario would have to be as good as Zelda for me to get it that soon. Uh-huh. Uh, otherwise, I may not ever get it again. I don't see you getting another one. I don't either. I mean, I could always borrow from Will. No, really. <laughs> Will's just the video game console factory. I have two yes. consoles loaned out. Do you really? Yeah. You're a brave man. Well, actually, <laughs> probably smart while you're in school. Yeah, I mean, I have my Xbox and Switch here, but my uh, Wii U is gone, and you have my PlayStation, Corey. The Wii U is gone with one game, probably. Smash, right? No, somebody wanted to play Zelda. Oh, bro. oh, so they bought their own copy of Breath of the Wild? He borrowed it from somebody else at work, and then <laughs> I let him take my, <laughs> my Wii U. What a cheapskate. Yeah. <laughs> you know this person, Eric. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Nibble bits. Uh, Will, you want to get started? Did you tweet anything? I have one, actually. All right. I didn't tweet it, and I hope nobody else tweeted it. But we'll find out. Heroes of the Storm 2.0 launched. 
um, on Tuesday, actually. So basically what they did with Heroes of the Storm is they made it a lot more like Overwatch. Uh, they added loot crates and stuff like that, which will unlock like different skins. Uh, there's more currencies to the game, so you'll get that. There's shards and gems on top of the gold. Um, yeah, basically they made it to where if you play a game, you get a loot crate, which then gives you a chance to unlock more skins and stuff like that. Uh, and if you log in now, you get enough gems to unlock all of the heroes under a certain class of your choosing, which what? is pretty worth, which is pretty worth it. Yep, in my so opinion, log in tonight. Yeah. Like if you have it downloaded, I say log in, collect the gems and by the I forgot the pack that what it's called but you can unlock wow. all of them that's awesome yeah no uh, and they added new battleground uh, Hanamura from Overwatch and Genji got added as well oh nice um, there I forgot what the other hero that got announced that they added or going to be adding diva uh, yeah dr. Va yeah. so uh, Heroes is looking up. I'm very. It piqued my interest to get back into it, and I want to play because it's been whew, probably a year since I've last played. So there's a lot of new co- content for me to dive in on. I was actually thinking that I had a hankering to play Heroes too. What? Join the me. Storm. I'm not going to, but I, I would like to. Come on, Dan. Now, just one game. Yeah. Well, I'll play with you. Okay. I already got Johnny back in. I wish I had like the drive to play it a lot to get good at it because I, I had a blast playing Heroes of the Storm. It was awesome. Oh, me too. I, I just I, you know, I can't play it enough to. I you know. played a game last night. How'd it go? Oh, <laughs> not great. Not good, I huh? played sure. it. I played a new hero that I hadn't played before, which was dumb. But you know, I wanted to try her out. I just ended up getting her from my uh, my pack. So you, I played you Valera. did it for the walls. Yeah, uh, I didn't kill. I didn't get a single kill. I got a couple assists and died like seven times. There you go. Nobody Quick yelled question. at me though, so that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, job well done. Quick question and uh, one word answer: Is Heroes of the Storm a better game than Overwatch? Better game hmm. than Overwatch. That's really difficult. No, it's not. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> you're probably yes right all right oh yeah i Definitely. mean the question is it, it which would i rather play as as to or which is a better game however you want to answer it i mean i'd rather play overwatch because i have at least some fps skills but i would have to say i would probably say heroes of the storm is a is a better game i guess that's the right answer i would say i'd rather play heroes but overwatch is a better game okay that's the wrong answer <laughs> my well, mood would depend on how i answer this okay all so, right just curious your mood yeah so like if i'm really grumpy i'd probably rather play overwatch than heroes gotcha just curious hmm. i do know i think ign gave heroes of the storm a 6.5 out of 10 well really yeah fuck them what they give overwatch a 10 10 probably probably nine, a ten. And, nine and a half or 10 let's look i bet you it's nine and a half i'm sure they gave a game of the year uh 9.4 yeah it won game of the year for most things i think they're like the bafta awards 
didn't give a game of the year. There was only one other game more deserving. Yep. Definitely. Final Fantasy. Oh. I haven't played Final Fantasy, so I can't. Uh, oh, was that count. the same year? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Last year. I still feel good about that one. <laughs> oh, we picked Final Fantasy, didn't we? Yeah. Collectively? Yes, we did. Good. Has, Dan, have you won a Game of the Year debate? Probably not. The year I picked Guild Wars, Dan didn't yeah, pick did. Guild he Wars. Borderlands. <laughs> he won Dragon Age. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Age. Oh, yeah. No, Corey, I didn't start playing Guild Wars a lot until after the year it came out. It was like early, like maybe February. Are you sure about that? Because yeah. we talked about it a lot, and I was shocked when you didn't pick it. I was like, yeah, we, what? We all were. No, nah, I'm pretty sure I didn't start playing it a lot. Because I, I played it for the first like month, maybe. Um, I think I left it for three or four months, and I didn't touch it at all. And then I went back to it and you know, got to level 80. And then once I got into the world versus world is when I really started playing a lot. Like a lot. There was a good hundred episodes we talked about that game. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I would still play it if it if it wasn't so damaging to the rest of my gaming. That's a good question, though. Are there any like are there any game? We're getting a little off topic here, but are there Fine. any game of the year picks that you guys regret? Yeah, my Dragon Age. Some regret. Ooh, I had a hard Dragon time with. The only one. I had a hard time with last year's. Uh, I I ended up picking Civ Six, which I would probably pick again. Uh, but I didn't feel like there was as many games for me that really stood out, like especially as there as there has been so far this year. You know, yeah, I did kind of get that vibe from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. What did I pick last year? I don't remember. Put it, put it in glass. You had Final Fantasy, didn't you? Up there, two, was yeah. two or three. I think you picked the Witness, didn't you? I did. I did pick the Witness. That rang a bell to me. I don't know which one I'm most disappointed about, but I can tell you which one I'm the proudest about. Life is strange. Nobody asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably a big Polygon guy. I do read it every day. You'd like their new article about uh, the new Call of Duty game. Oh, God. Would I actually like it? Would I actually like it? No. Now I gotta see. I certainly hope not. Dan, is there a chance that if given the opportunity, you'd play Final Fantasy 15? I'll definitely play Final Fantasy 15. Okay, I'm just so waiting it's for. Not here. A, I'm waiting for a PC release. Ah, or a PlayStation delivery. Uh, I'm only. I'm going to use the PlayStation to play like PlayStation exclusives when I when I finally borrow it from Will. I want to do until dawn. I want to do uh, Horizon, but I don't want to like keep his PlayStation for a long time either. So. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm have sure it. When Will's you're... trying to get rid of it. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just keep it. And play, I'll play Bloodborne. You can get a PlayStation Four for a lot cheaper than you can get a Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dan, I'm going to be in Edmonton for two weeks, so that's probably the time. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, well, around. Jeez, that's how long I'm asking off work, at least. Nice. Yeah. Good man. Okay. Uh, next little bit. Will, you, you're done with little bits? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll go because I got two quick ones. McDonald's is offering Super Mario toys in their kids' meals now. Uh, 
which is good when we get my son a kid's meal from McDonald's. We won't get something that I immediately want to throw in the trash. That's something I'll let him play with for a little while. And then when it's in a bin somewhere with the rest of his toys, I'll take it out and put it on my shelf back here. Which I don't even let him play with it, Dan. I'll just take it, take it away right away. You can just buy the toys. I think, I don't know how much they cost, but I know you can go in and just, just buy them. Why wouldn't you just get a happy meal for yourself? Because uh, the food's not very good. McDonald's is the worst fast food, in my opinion. Yeah, but doesn't it kind of come with the like charm of getting the toy? Well, yeah, it's got a cool <laughs> box, too. Yeah. The the McDonald's near us has been so bad that the last few times we've gotten my son a kid's meal, like they don't even put it in the box. It's just in a paper bag. <laughs> do you feel <laughs> like, like come on. do you feel like it's way more expensive, too, than other fast food places? I feel like every time I go there, I pay like way more than i would anywhere else and i just get these little itty bitty portions i'm like what the what only happened? I, no. the only one that does that for me is wendy's feels like it's really expensive wendy's okay. i was gonna say wendy's as well taco bell can be depending on what you get yeah yeah, yeah. if you're like me and you stick to the, <laughs> the whatever's on special and the dollar menu you're good but like, but if you're if you're like me you'll order 15 dollars worth of food and eat it yourself Oh, yeah, I can't eat, like the the double the double dia and the that kind of shit. XL grilled stuffed burrito. That's my usual. I used shit, to... The most expensive I'll go there is the uh, cheesy gordita crunch. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Back in the day when I was you know two oh five, I used to get fifteen dollars with the Taco Bell and then go do a full workout. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. How'd, how'd your guts feel after that? Yeah, I got so used to it that I just didn't didn't phase yeah. me anymore. Apparently there's like a whole cult of bodybuilders where they just they work out, they smoke weed, they eat a whole bunch of food, satiate their munchies, and then they work out like it's a subculture of like meatheads. Do you know anything about that? My god. No, I'm not very plugged in on the fitness community or the marijuana community. You're not on bodybuildingforums.com? No. Or in the bodybuilding, bodybuilding Reddit? I, to be honest, actually don't like the bro culture. Yeah. yeah. You sure? I mean, I, I, I participate, but I'm not <laughs> a part of it. But you don't like It's not a willing participation. When, or... It is willing. It's just not like, yeah. I the it. first time you do barbell curls, you're immediately in the culture. All right. <laughs> I have no idea what that is, so I am not a part of the culture. Curls are for girls. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so that's my first note of it. My second one, uh, current the current Dark Souls 3 speed run for all bosses beaten and DLC beaten is at an hour and a half. Oh my a little God. under an hour and a half. I watched a little bit of it and was very impressed. Like you pretty much just don't get hit. Um, I, I, I popped around a little bit. They run past like all the random enemies. They pick up the treasures and then they fight bosses. And that's pretty much all they do. It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, pretty much don't get hit. I watched the guy fight a couple of the bosses and, and they don't even move around or dodge that much. Like they still are able to stay, really close to the boss it's just it's like a it's like an intricate dance very impressive but hour and a half it's disgusting 
I know. It took All me the like frustration fi- that I had. It took playing me like that game. Fifty hours to beat Dark Souls three, I think. Ugh. And, and that was a struggle. Yeah. And I, the the I, the title of the article that I read that it was on was like why you will never get good or something like that. Comparatively, compared to those people, like I said, they have it down to a art form slash science. But it's a good watch if you're interested. And that's all I have for Nibble Bits. Corey, what do you have? Just a few here. Uh, Zelda fan is making a 2D game inspired by Breath of the Wild. So we all saw the Breath of the Wild prototype that Nintendo showed at GDC in their making of kind of video. So the developer's name is, codename is Winter Drake. Uh, He's calling it Zelda Breath of the NES. And it has a unique adventure, but a lot of the systems from Breath of the Wild are in the game, including a day-night cycle, a crafting system, and a physics engine where you can push logs around and drop them on enemies and light stuff on fire and stuff like that. Uh, The way it was described in the article that I read was it's similar to what Salt and Sanctuary did with Dark Souls. You know, took that formula and sort of demade it into a 2D game. Gotcha. But it looks pretty cool, and he does have a backup plan when inevitably it gets popular and Nintendo comes knocking with a cease and desist order. He's just going to keep on going with his own characters, which is what we said the Pokemon Uranium people should do and have no issue and could probably sell it and have no issue, but they didn't. So that's cool. Speaking of, here's a storm in Overwatch. A professional Overwatch player lost his sponsorship and his Twitch channel was banned after a racist outburst. I don't know if any of you guys saw the video, but uh, he, he definitely had a meltdown of sorts. He was arguing, and I don't really understand. I have the quote, which explains what exactly was going on. But he screamed into the mic, and then for 25 seconds, I timed it for effect. Uh, for 25 seconds, he repeated the same racial slur over and over and over again as fast as he could and then changed it up at the end with some inappropriate uh, adjectives thrown in there having to do with the midsection of a male. The professional, the professional player's name was Matt Deller Vaughn. His sponsor was Toronto Esports, who issued this statement afterwards. Toronto Esports is an organization built on inclusivity, and we have always had a zero-tolerance policy for any forms of discrimination. Immediately upon learning of the incident, the player was interviewed, admitted to the offense, and was notified that his contract with the organization was being terminated. Uh, Shortly after, Matt Matt Deller-Vaughn tried to not necessarily clear the air, but, but provide his side of the story. And he wrote this. I fucked up and deserve to be dropped from Toronto Esports. I won't try to argue or make an excuse. I don't have any. I just want people to know what happened. I was having a really bad day. Didn't get much sleep. Twitch wouldn't work for two hours after I woke up. And once it finally did, my internet was lagging. So I was pretty upset from the moment I woke up. First time I read that, I'm like, really? He, he would have been better <laughs> off just disappearing. Like, yeah, that doesn't exactly. make it any better. No. Wait, did like, he say I'm not making excuses and then proceed to name excuses? Exactly. It's like, it, it's a first world problem to have, man. Like, it's really not, I don't even know why you're bringing it up. 
Uh, but then he goes on. Then I get into a game against a Widowmaker who is blatantly cheating. Everything was whatever. I've dealt with cheaters before, but when him and his entire team and my entire team start talking shit, it gets to me. I snapped. This isn't the first time this has happened. I have anger problems. Obviously. The only thing I can say is that despite me using that word, I am not a racist. I was extremely upset. I was trying to make the person I was angry with upset as well. And so I said the most offensive thing that came to mind. I fucked up. I have no excuse. Toronto Esports is a great organization. I'm sorry to them for tarnishing their name. I put my entire life into gaming slash esports, and this has been a massive wake-up call. He could have just used that last, last paragraph, and things would have been fine. Yep. I just, I, I don't understand. I mean, I don't understand what goes through the mind of people when, when that happens. Yeah. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know. I guess I have to uh, not get much sleep, have Twitch not work for a couple hours, and have a laggy internet to really get <laughs> for, in the mind. For you to get into, uh, go on a ra- racist tirade? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Well, my last one. Digital game sales comprise a much larger piece of the market than we originally thought. This It was kind of a lot for me to take in, but uh, so... The long and the short of it is based on new information that publishers have made available to NPD, which is the organization that tracks game sales, uh, has proven that digital game. Okay, so here's some here's some numbers that will help explain this. Last year, the total content sales, so video game content that's excluding hardware and accessories, was sixteen point five billion dollars. Was the market? Wow. This year, it's twenty four point five. Uh, and that's a 40% growth, just including the new information that publishers have made available, all digital content. Wow. So in the in the past, it seemed like digital sales, uh, in the last six years anyway, were flatlining. But the new info shows it's steadily grown by, I think the number was 5 to 8% every year. So the way NPD described it, uh, quote, the numbers have been restated to account for better visibility on mobile and digital full games and DLC spending. So they are including mobile and DLC and digital full games. The acquisition of some acronym data informed from some other acronym, a digital panel of data directly from publishers and resizing PC DLC spending is what led to the restatements to which which led me to think, oh, well, it's just mobile stuff like, okay. That makes sense. Now they're including mobile and they weren't before. But uh, apparently a year ago, NPD estimated that a healthy 44% of industry spending was still devoted to physical discs and collector's edition accoutrements. This year, that number was cratered to 26%, largely because of NPD's data-driven restatement. Yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. You know, it kind of seemed like it was about 50-50, but it's more like... 64 26 Mm -hmm. or whatever that math number is that i can't think of right now 74 26 yeah yeah i've actually read breakdowns on that too and uh yeah i think it's slightly over 50 percent of that is mobile a lot of it's steam too with with its huge number base and and you know the full price 60 dollar games that that you buy on steam because that's all digital you know the consoles still have physical uh, physical sales to a point. I'll, I mean, you can get physical games on computer too, but I don't know that anyone does that anymore. Because you yeah. like surprisingly, you can still order a game from Amazon and have a physical PC copy sent sent to you. I don't know. Doesn't make sense. But yeah, yeah, a large be, portion of those were Steam sales. 
I'd be much more interested though just to see the breakdown for console. I think that's a more interesting number. Yeah. Yeah, because you, ha- I mean, like you said, you have to kind of go digital on PC. So right and mobile. Yeah. I mean, it's all <laughs> digital. Sure. Could you imagine getting like a physical plug-in game for your <laughs> you pl- mobile that you, device? That yeah, that you plug into your micro USB port. Yeah. On your phone. Well, then you would have uh, you would have the USB C plugins. You'd have micro USB, and then you'd have Lightning plugins. The the dev- game developers would have to account for all those. Yep. Doesn't make sense. Nope. Anything else, Corey? That's it. Eric, what do you got? I got a few here, Dan. Actually, just two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we already kind of discussed my other ones. Uh, first one, the new Forza Horizon 3 DLC has been announced, and it is Hot Wheels themed. So you're going to get 10 new cars and a bunch of loopy orange tracks, and it looks awesome. Did you have a chance to watch the video, Will? Uh, no, not yet. Oh, my God. It looks so good. I'll watch uh, it right now. comes out May 9th, and it will be $20 on Xbox One, as well as uh, Windows PC. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and my last nibble bit is about the new Call of Duty World War II, uh, specifically about the multiplayer. Uh, did anybody happen to watch the video where they briefly panned over the large number of people in a multiplayer game almost look like Battlefield? I did not watch that? that. No, I just watched the trailer. Yeah, so it's it's a new war mode uh, where you're going to play iconic World War II battles with objective-focused uh, games. Um, and it's also going to have like classes like Battlefield does. Hmm. So it looks like they're kind of going more towards that, at least partially. Um, and it's also going to have some sort of uh, hub, kind of like what Destiny had. Like really? Sort of pop world, yeah. That's different. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I thought that was interesting. I'm all so, in. I'm sure they're having their classic. You know what? What is it? Eight versus eight or six versus six? Six. I mean, six. I would imagine so. Uh, so that that mode's just more players versus more players. Does that vehicles? Did they did they elaborate at all? Not really. All I saw okay. is more players uh, in a huge battle setting, huge, okay. kind of reliving some Axis and Allies battles. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I do I'll know it only covers the European front, too. Mm-hmm. So the no only Japan. other thing I saw was um, Zombies was confirmed. Better be good. Okay. <laughs> Eric, you got a visitor behind you. There he is. <laughs> Is it Coop? That is Coop. Coop a loop. Coop. <laughs> uh, he, er- he cannot be on the floor. If he's in a room where there's a bed, he has to be on it. Uh-huh. Nice. I'm the same way. No. <laughs> How was your week, Eric? Uh, pretty good. Oh, it's been two weeks, right? Because we didn't talk yep. about. Um, I don't think I have too awful much to report. Had a nice Easter with uh, my wife. And a couple of my coworkers. Uh, one of our coworkers had us over for Easter dinner. She cooked for us. It was really good. Um, God, I feel like that's pretty much it. I don't think I've really done anything else. Rogue One? Oh, yeah. I watched Rogue One. 
it was really good. I, I, I felt like it got a little bit slow, maybe. Uh, but the end was awesome. I uh-huh. liked the way that it ended. I thought overall it was a really good movie. I think I liked, um, what was the, the last one that came out? Force Awakens. Yeah, I think I liked that a little more. Uh-huh. But uh, Rogue One was really good. I, okay. I I also like like learning about the different characters that you know people like me who aren't like crazy Star Wars fans might not be as familiar with. Uh-huh. Uh, so so those are really cool. It's the same reason I enjoyed the book that I that I listened to the audio version of. Yeah, it fleshes out a lot of the stuff that happens in the backgrounds of the movies. Right. You know, right? It was it was really cool. One thing that was missing for me, and I know it sounds Rangers just lost. I know it sounds stupid, but uh, no lightsaber battles. I'm just a really big fan of lightsaber duels. And Rogue That's One it. had. You know what? I didn't none. even notice that. Yeah. Most people are the exact opposite, Corey. That's crazy talk. They want they want a movie with no Jedi, just just gritty Star Wars universe stuff. I mean, there is there is an appeal there, but like it's just one of my favorite aspects of Star Wars are the, yeah. the lightsaber battles. Well, I know at that point. I mean, it was only what Yoda and Obi Wan were it, and then Darth Vader. Yeah. So there wasn't any Jedi. Nope. Two. Yeah, two Jedi, two Sith. Like I get it. I get that. I didn't. I didn't expect them to ham fist one in. But yes, you did. No, I did not. Sounds like you did, Corey. Oh come on! Don't, don't paint <laughs> me into that. I loved Rogue One. I'm just saying. I'm a big lightsaber duel fan. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. I I haven't seen it yet, but hopefully, hopefully one of these evenings. It's hard with playoff hockey, and then nighttime is my only time to to get gaming in, other than the occasional uh, spurts I have during the day to play the Switch. So, yeah, I've had to forego some gaming time. Um, I actually did watch. I started watching the OJ Simpson uh, Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of reliving that whole case. Uh, that's really good. I think we're on episode eight. I think there's ten episodes of it. Um, Do, does it start with the with the Bronco chase? No, no, it starts the, the night of the murder. Oh, the night murder. of the murder. Murders, okay. I should say. Uh, there's some stuff in there I didn't realize happened. I, I'm assuming it stays pretty true to to what actually happened. Sure, I would imagine. Uh, but yeah, I, I've learned some stuff about it. Um, is it a documentary or is it like a show? Like no, a, no, it's it's got well, a full cast. Uh, okay. They recast everybody. Uh, who's Ross from Friends is in it? Oh, really? Yeah, he plays OJ's best friend, uh-huh. who was also one of his lawyers. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays OJ, huh. which is my only complaint. Okay, <laughs> I don't think he was a good good pick for OJ. I- I'm not a Cuba Gooding Jr. fan. Well, you know, OJ, I mean, kind of seems like, you know, he's kind of a manly guy. Cuba Gooding. He seems a little so innocent. Much, maybe. Yeah. Cuba. He He's just, he's not intimidating, you know? Yeah. And and he tries to be in this movie, and I don't think it's his fault. I think they just picked the wrong actor. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because... Because OJ, like he, he's an imposing guy. He's a former right. pro football player. Exactly, uh, and he killed two people. <laughs> right. I mean, I was just gonna stick with the allegedly. football player there, but allegedly. Yeah. Okay. The glove didn't fit. Yeah. So. No, it did not. All it's right. Very interesting to see it now that I'm old enough to. 
understand you know, more. Understand anything or really give a shit. Because we were in fifth grade, right? Yeah, fifth or Mr. sixth grade. Mr. Farr. Was that fifth grade? I remember we're just watching the uh, the verdict. Bronco Chase. Oh. I yeah. mean, I remember watching that, but I remember watching the verdict <laughs> well, in my, school. Mr. Farr was my teacher, and he turned it on the TV, and the whole class yeah. watched the whole verdict. Yep. He See, was a sports I, guy. All I remember watching in school is the Bronco Chase. Oh, nice. We were at home. Were we? I, it was in the summer, I think. I remember being at home and watching it. For the Bronco Chase? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Bronco Chase. Yeah, OJ, yeah, OJ was hightailing New Mexico. Maybe my memory is off. In a Bronco with his buddy. Well, look up when the Bronco Chase happened. <laughs> Wait. Right There's this thing called Google. Yes. Yeah, Corey, look it up. No, one game I want to play with you guys, one one of these boring episodes is uh, you type in like two or three words into Google and then everybody yeah, has to guess. Up. You know how it auto completes the yeah. question? Everybody has to guess what the next one is. Uh-huh. Oh, it's not doing it now. <laughs> so what's the first result for when was the Bronco? Uh... Uh, Denver Broncos. White Bronco for sale. This is the Bronco Chase. Chase. Hey, our video is frozen. First one. Should be all right. Skype is frozen. Could have been for a very long, long time. <laughs> it's working. For um, me. 1994, June 17th. Yeah, summertime. Or wait, is that? Yeah, we, that could still we, be school time. We were either tail end. Yeah, we could have been out of school at that point. And the high school older kids. Oh, oh no, you guys were in middle school, weren't you? I was fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Get to the bottom of this. But yeah, Netflix shows really good. I've enjoyed it. Okay. I really like the guy that plays Johnny Cocker, and I think he was really well cast. He's awesome. John Travolta's in it too. Oh really? He plays one of OJ's lawyers. He's I think he's had some work done. His face is looking awfully strange. Yeah. You Johnny know what happens? Huh? Johnny T? Yeah. A little too much Botox. Something Does for anybody, sure. Anybody want to guess what happened three days before OJ in the Bronco Chase? June, haven't, haven't the foggiest. June 4th? June 14th. June 14th. No idea. Rangers won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I didn't want to be wrong. Yeah, 1994. What a historic year. Yep. It was a good old year. He had OJ, (laughs) the Rangers winning the Cup. Giants didn't win the Super Bowl that year, did they? No. 92? No, wait, they did, didn't they? Really? No, they played the Bills in 91, I think. Okay. No, so it was it was probably it's either Cowboys or Redskins. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Enough of that. Anything else? Anything <laughs> else, Eric? Uh no. Okay. What about you, Will? What do you got? Uh, uh, yeah, I went to Florida. Hmm? Which was awesome. I had my and I'm still going through it, my post vacation depression. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, Sorry, man. It's the worst. 
yeah, like going was awesome, but now like I want to do nothing. Yeah. Going to work was just like painful for me. Like sitting through school was painful. I have a lot of work to do and I just you don't just, want to do it. You just want to break down and cry when you pull into the parking lot. You just want to cry. You just sit yeah. in the car and cry. I feel empty. Hmm? Um, and I'm sick on top of that. Uh, my little gift coming home was everybody else is sick. So I got sick. And when I was leaving Florida, everybody was getting sick. So I just was surrounded by it. Um, Will. Yes. Echinacea. <laughs> Are you supposed to do that every year? Once a year. Okay. I haven't done that in two years. I have your stuff if you need it. You're giving up on it, Dan? I already I already did it earlier this year. Is there enough? Because you have to do it for 20 yeah. days, right? Yeah, I have, there's enough. Have you noticed an improvement in your allergies, Dan? Mm, maybe. But I also don't go outside very much. Because I definitely have. Yeah, I would always yeah, get... My allergies are awful. I would always get springtime sickness, but yeah, I haven't the last three years since I started doing it. Hmm. Maybe I'll I'll keep track because I usually get spring allergies really bad. Like I'll have a, the occasional sniffle here and there, but it's you know nothing like it used to be when we were worked outside this time of year. That was brutal. Yep. Anything else? Yeah. Will? Uh, Will we have a request in the chat? to hear about your chick-fil-a experience chick-fil-a experience so okay when i first landed uh and got picked up you know i was really hungry i hadn't eaten anything since dunkin donuts and that was at like eight in the morning so uh my friend goes well let's get chick-fil-a so i'd never tried it so i was like yeah let's do it the first thing i noticed was going through the drive-through was there was the people standing like not like you know how like there's the little intercom and they speak to you through that they had people right there to take your order which was kind of cool they do that uh, during huh. peak hours peak hours yeah well to be fair it was packed when we went Always. to the drive through i've never not seen that place busy and we ate there a couple different times plus the um, weather down there is quite a bit nicer than it is here yeah, to be honest, I think I would be miserable if I had to stand outside in the heat in the red and black pants, like, taking orders. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Sweaty so ass everywhere. Just... <laughs> but they put on a smiling face and were just very happy. Um, so I ordered, I think I got two chicken sandwiches. I got the classic and then the spicy. Uh, I didn't get anything too crazy, and it was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should have got the chicken strips. I didn't see. I didn't know. I didn't get a chance to look through uh, a menu well, or anything. Well, you may have been busy, but uh, I was trying to offer you some guidance in our chat. Being a Chick Fil A veteran, did you? But you never replied to me. I was. I was hurt. I was. I was very. I've been bad in the group message. I haven't been um, as up with it. Well, just for future, I don't care if you respond to me about anything else, but chicken strips, Chick Fil A must okay but now you just need to get the chick what i usually get is a chicken sandwich i'll either get the original or the spicy and then i'll get a three-piece chicken tender on the side okay i was... chick-fil-a sauce is really good too i got some of that too on uh on the 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 sandwiches i was very impressed with the quality of chicken oh it's great it's way better than anything that i've yep. fast food wise ever had the, it's um, a nice frozen lemonade is really good too. It's yeah, a nice I only got sweet of, tea. of crispy and juicy too. Mm. Yep. 
doesn't happen very often. Uh, now I'm craving it. The frozen lemonade, it's all they do, they mix lemonade with uh I think it's vanilla ice cream. Uh-huh. Oh god damn it. I'm gonna have to go get one tomorrow. Why don't you go delicious. get one right now? <laughs> <laughs> How close is Chick-fil-A from you? Uh, it's about ten minutes. Okay. Taco Bell's closer. Um, but yeah, no, Chick-fil-A was awesome. Uh, I finally had my first experience at year 22 of my life. How long has Scranton had a Chick-fil-A? What? It's been a while. Really? Yeah. Not not super long, but probably a couple of years. Anyway. Oh, okay. I haven't been down that way in a few years. Should we petition to get one here, Dan? I actually had a friend who was... Uh, I don't know if he still is, but was working on getting a franchise for Chick-fil-A here. Oh, yeah. I remember you told me that 10 years ago. I, I haven't I haven't asked him about it. I know it's a lengthy process. I, I'll i join him. Although it'll make me more poor than I already am and fatter than I already am. So, <laughs> yeah. Because I ate like garbage that whole trip and the I only- loved every minute of it. The only thing you got to be careful with with Chick-fil-A is make sure you don't get your craving on a Sunday. Because yeah, then you go not. there and you realize they're closed and you want to jump off a bridge. <laughs> yep, you're so sad. There's nothing to fill that hole in your heart either. No. No. Nothing's worse than being set on something and then when you go to go get like food or whatever and it's just being closed. Yep. It's Happened to me recently with Chinese. Ugh. Brutal. It ruined my day but uh that's about it i pretty much watched once seven o'clock hit down there i pretty much sat down with two different tvs set up and watched hockey nice yep okay Corey. uh not much for me just a lot of work and a lot of hockey watching has pretty much been my life I did also watch the first two and a half episodes of the new Mystery Science Theater 3000. And it is surprisingly very good. We nice. we watched some of that, too. Did you like it? I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, it's it. I t- actually tweeted at uh, Jonah Ray, who's the comedian in it. The Joel or Mike, I think, was the other guy's name. Uh tweeted at him how surprised I was, how at home I felt watching it. I think that's the best way to describe it, because it feels just like the old ones. From the little stuff they do in between sets to the jokes that they make. But it's also kind of weird, because they also make like jokes that are that would only work today, like having to do with technology and social Twitter, media. There was a Twitter Tinder feed. And, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. And I don't know, I... I just found it hilarious, and the movies they pick are just so bad. It's great. <laughs> what was that first movie? Uh, now I gotta look it up. It was Rept- Reptilius? Reptilicus. Reptilicus. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I was just, like blown away by how bad the uh, the movie was, and like the special some of the... effects. <laughs> <laughs> like when the monster would go underwater to yeah. heal, and they tried bombing it. It's just the same explosion over and over and over again. <laughs> and then, like, it was like, it looked like a clay monster. <laughs> yep. And whenever it'd shoot, like, green beams, it'd just be like a flash of green. <laughs> they so they blew their uh, CGI budget on, on hookers and booze. 
Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, if if, uh, if you like the old Mystery Science Theaters, there, I have no reason to believe you wouldn't like the new ones. Yeah, I'll have to watch because I and used to love that show. It's good, clean humor too. You know. Yeah. It's, there's no. They never really like insult the actors based on superficial things like their appearance or anything like that. Yeah. Which uh, there's a ton of opportunity for that, but they never go down that route. That's good though. Yeah. Okay. Any else, Corey? Nah. Uh, Okay. Uh, I got a couple things. Uh, Also, I've been watching a ton of playoff hockey. Uh, My team, Nashville Predators. Damn it. Won, won the, the first game of the second series last night. It was a, a close one. Uh, one of their star up-and-coming players really hurt himself badly, which was very upsetting to watch. Um, yeah, Fiala died for that game. Yeah, he fractured his femur and ruptured the artery that's right there, too. Oh, Jesus. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, um, which is why he, from that. he yeah he had to go right into surgery. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, it was it was a bad one. So hopefully he's all right. Hopefully he can make a full comeback. That's a, it was a bad injury. Uh, but I, I was telling my wife, you know, modern day rehab is is pretty good, and people have come back from some pretty horrific injuries. So yeah, we shall see. So he'll play in the Stanley Cup Finals, right? <laughs> That's what Will joked, and I was like, well, not if he broke his femur. And sure enough, that is exactly what happened. He fractured his femur. I, I told Dan he'd be back for the game four sweep. <laughs> uh, so there's that. That that's upsetting. But it, you know, at least they were able to uh, able to win despite blowing a lead, two goal the, lead. The three one lead is not to be not safe with. in this playoffs. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That's the the story in this year's playoffs is yeah the two goal lead. I not was, safe at all. I was watching, well, okay, so I had to be up at 5 a.m. today for work, mm-hmm. and I was watching the Edmonton game, and I was like, please no overtime, please no overtime. Uh, Edmonton went up 3-1, and I was yeah, like, perfect. First, well, that game started at 10.30, yep. so there's that. So it was like 2 o'clock when everything was said and done, but they had a 3-1 lead. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. I kid you not, I texted my friend saying, right after the, the third goal, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm not. I don't want to jinx it, but Edmonton's up three-one. This is great. Uh, sure enough, literally a minute later, Anaheim scored two goals, and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" But luckily, Edmonton was able to pull it out and win, and not send it to overtime. Yeah. Here you go, Dan. Little medical info: full recovery from a femur fracture. Femur fracture can take anywhere from 12 weeks to 12 months. However, most people begin walking with the help of a physical therapist in the first day or two after injury and or surgery. Woo. So really, if he gets he surgery, he'll be back on the ice. He could lace him up if they make it he another could, round. He could play. Lace him up, inject him full of morphine, push him out on the ice. Go. So they did with Lemieux. Take your shift. Yeah. Take your yep. shift. And I'm convinced they did pussy. that with Ovechkin. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's Joe Thornton. Joel Thornton was playing with a torn ACL and MCL, was it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude. Was there a penalty on that play for Bertuzzo? No, no. It, was a, it was a clean hit. I had no yeah. problem with the hit. I thought he kind of rode him into the boards a little bit. He did, but, I mean, like, there was no, like, he didn't trip him. He didn't hook him. Like, he, yeah, yeah he, he hit him, but it, I didn't 
feel like the hit was dirty. I didn't like how after he was down, he gave him a few shots. An in extra the back shot. Yeah. Well, he probably but didn't know that. He I was going to say, I don't think he knew because, you know, Fiala flopped and was laying on his stick. So, you know, he just probably thought Fiala was laying on his stick. I don't think he knew he was how badly he was hurt, too. So he probably felt guilty about that sitting on the bench. No, they, the Predators crushed him a few times. So oh, did that? Yeah. Is he important to the Predators' success? Uh, I mean, he had, two, what, two goals in the first, three goals in the first round? One of them being the overtime winner against Chicago? He's important, but not all is lost. Yeah. Would be how I would probably. Could you compare him to a player on the Rangers that I, so I can. He would visualize. probably be a leading scorer on the Rangers if he played. No, no, I mean, like, comparatively. Uh. Like it would be akin to the Rangers losing. I don't know. Blank. Miller, maybe JT Miller. Okay. Ish. Yeah. He, he he's a uh, quick player. Uh, he's really good with the puck. It's hard to get the puck away from him when he's when he's got it. So he can score pretty nicely. Yeah, he 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 just started like playing really well in the playoffs. So that hurt. But anyway, that's enough about hockey for now. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware this even existed, and I wasn't until my wife told me about it, but Dunkin' Donuts has a Monster Energy Drink Culotta. Oh, really? You guys familiar with that at all? It's only a regional thing for right now. Uh, there's, It's in the Northeast and then a few like test markets scattered around the country. Um, but it's, it, it's something that... Uh... We got a Dame Drops video. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, oh, no, it, favorite YouTuber. Culotta. It's something that employees were doing, like they were just taking a monster energy drink and mixing it with the culotta mix and making like a sweet energy drink out of it. Uh, It's really freaking good. It's really, really sweet. Uh, But man, it was good. I got the monster energy drink with the strawberry culotta flavor Uh, and it was excellent. It's very like refreshing. And then you get that both caffeine and heavy sugar boost for a little bit. But Mm. And then you hate your you hate your life like two hours later. I mean, I I kind of I I nursed it. I didn't like chug it down right away. I would have gotten sick, I think, if I had chugged it down right away. But I think I drank it over the course of like maybe forty five minutes. Wait, we're a test market for it. There there aren't many Dunkin' Donuts down here, to be honest with you. It's in the Northeast. Yeah. All right. There's a lot more Starbucks here. Yeah. Speaking of Starbucks, are you guys following this unicorn frappuccino thing? I've heard of it. Just a little bit. What the hell? What is it? I, I, I'm only aware of it because, you know, being a former barista, uh, <laughs> you know, when they start complaining about it, I'm like, guys, I feel your pain. I kind of went through similar things. Not, well, well not what's exactly. going on with it? It's like a really pain in the ass drink to make that takes a long time. And people the first time I heard about it. Yeah. First time I heard about it, radio DJs were talking about it and they're like, oh, if you've ever been in line when somebody ordered a unicorn frappuccino, you know how shitty it is kind of thing and i'm looking at the video now it's just like a mix of different yeah i wonder what it is things i don't should know. i go get one tomorrow and report back <laughs> yeah, if you want i think they i read a, it's like 1400 calories or something like that one of the uh, one of the mango <laughs> flavor it's mango flavored but they put something in it to make it a different color because i guess their mango stuff doesn't sell all that well so they put pink powder in it to make it pretty and make it a unicorn I do love uh, mango. Yeah. Mango. 
so there's that. I also tried the taco burrito from um, Taco Bell. Oh, do you like really, it? Oh, it's so good. It's really good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. The only thing I didn't like about it is I don't like lettuce in a burrito very much. Oh, uh, I love it. It gets really wilty. Yeah, that's uh, why you just got to eat it so fast. Yeah, see, I mean, my, my wife went and picked it up and dropped it off. And by the time I got to eat it, the lettuce had wilted a little bit. Um, but so yeah, Val's the, fault. The, the flavor. No, it's my fault because I, I didn't eat them right when they right when they got there. Um, I was incapable of, of doing so. But yeah, uh, really, really good. And only I think they're only like a buck fifty each. And it's surprisingly big for how little you pay for it. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I stick to the specials menu. Yeah. There's some good stuff on there, too. Uh, right. What was it? What have I been getting recently? The Frito Burrito? Yep. That's only like... Beefy, a, beefy Frito Burrito. Beefy Frito Burrito. I think those are only a buck fifty-two, And like I said, yep. surprisingly big for how little they cost, which is good. What did Damn Drops think of the monster thing? Uh, I made a mistake. It was the Oreo Culotta he was reviewing. I did uh, not okay. see one for the monster. But yeah. the ingredients in the Unicorn Frappuccino Blended Creme are ice, milk, creme frappuccino syrup, whipped cream, mango syrup, blue drizzle, pink <laughs> powder, and like sour blue powder. All right. Blue drizzle. 410 yeah, so calories. I read... Uh, oh, you know, Some of the baristas at Starbucks complaining about it, and they're like, yeah, I never thought something so pink would make me want to kill myself or something like that <laughs> right or i never thought i'd want to kill myself when covered in pink fairy dust or uni- pink unicorn dust look at the only, sugar i was gonna say only 60 grams of sugar Ugh. in 16 ounces hey Corey, i think if you you'd be fair it's, it says 59 grams <laughs> uh, okay all right there's no rounding up when it comes to grams of sugar <laughs> come on Corey. But anywho, I think that's all I have for for my week. I'm sure I had something else, but that's all I remember to write down. So, uh, do we want to take a break, or do we want to get right into what we played and feedback? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm also good. Um, Eric, we'll start with you. Yeah, I played yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. I probably put another. Mm, Six or seven hours in, I'd say. I played quite a bit today, and then as well as uh, I think yesterday, or the day before. That game is so freaking good. Oh my god, the the graphics! I can't believe how good the graphics are for such a huge open world game. I was just gonna say that. I I watched um some videos, just short videos, like gifs of it. Yeah, uh, maybe like two weeks ago, and I was amazed at how good the graphics were. It's it's but one I, of the best looking games I've ever played. I saw one of the because they used a lot of like behind the scenes tricks to make the graphics look so good. And one of them is it only renders the graphics that are in your vision and not stuff like that's behind you. So that's yeah. one of the ways that they can make it look so good because you're only they're only rendering your current right ahead of you field of vision, which is that makes real. sense. I don't know why nobody Other else has done do that. that. No, I know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But one of the other things I really like about it is that the stealth is done really well. Uh, cause you know how frustrating that can be, uh, from games like Assassin's Creed. Um, so the stealth has done really well and I actually find myself using it pretty frequently, which is not a play style that I usually go for. Uh-huh. Um, I concur yeah, with that. 
Yeah, it's just so good, and the combat feels so smooth, and the different ways that you can attack the enemies and kind of set up like a a battlefield with tripwires and things of that nature, and figure out their weaknesses in in you know just a collection of crafting materials. Oh man, it's just such a great game. Like that's that's probably the PS4's best game, if I had to venture a guess. Nice. It's probably it's either that or Bloodborne. Yeah. You know, but this one is more accessible, I feel like. Um right. and it's yeah, it's Bloodborne's just, not super accessible. <laughs> no, and this is just I mean, it's got great characters, a really cool story. The the environments are so friggin' good too, and they're they're varied. Like I just got to an environment right now that I'm in. It's just like this I came from the snowy mountaintops and I went through like a desert and now I'm in this area that's very heavily wooded with a lot of leafy greens and stuff. Oh my God. It's just, it's literally got everything going for it and it runs so smooth. Oh, it's, it's one of the better games that I've played. Mm-hmm. Really happy that I didn't pull my usual bullshit and not go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's fantastic. Well, do you know how close you are to beating it? Uh, I, so it does keep track of your total progress, uh, total progress. I'm at 24%. Okay. That's, that's everything, right? That's overall. So I don't know. I just got to Meridian. So I think Tito has, has beat it. So maybe he can shed some light on how close I am, but I literally just got to Meridian. Mm -hmm. So it's just such a great game. Dan, you are going to freaking love that game. I know. I can't wait to play it. (laughs) (laughs) The enemies are so cool, and like some of them, oh man, I just found a, uh, what the hell is it called? It's basically the equivalent of a, an alligator or a crocodile. Mm-hmm. Oh, those things, they, they just look so cool. And the tall necks, the tall necks. Ro- robot Dinosuchus? I, I don't know. It's it's a robot, I can tell you that. Huh? But it's a, it's a robot form of an alligator, and they're, they're just freaking humongous. Uh, so Jake says he beat the game at 48%, so like okay. halfway. Um, the tall necks are such a cool idea, uh, a ne- neat spin on like the uh, the Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, climb to the top of the tower and unlock the map. Tall necks are these giant, just humongous dinosaur-looking creatures that have a flat head, uh, and you override their systems to unlock more of the map. Um, have you? Did you get to any of the tall necks, Corey? Nope. Oh, they're just so. such a such an, a cool. They're not an enemy because they don't attack you, to my knowledge. They're just like such a cool creature to be around too, because like the the sound effects in this game are amazing. Uh, so like when you're near the tall necks and that you can just you can literally just feel like the ground shaking next to you almost. You know, it's just it's so good, so good. What a year for games. I'm excited to play more. I just, I feel more obligated to beat Mass Effect. That's too bad. Than I do Horizon, even though I acknowledge Horizon is a better game. I was just going to ask, because I remembered you saying that a couple weeks ago, but I have also noticed that you've said you've only been playing Mass Effect, so I was going to ask if you still had that opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, with, With me, like, the idea behind continuing to play Mass Effect is... My thinking is, if there's a trilogy, I just want to do this one and have it beaten and put away. Yeah. Um, 
before I devote more time to another game and maybe miss out on beating Mass Effect. So, yeah, it's 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 an amazing game. I hope that uh, we all get to play it by the end of the year. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I have too much else to say about it really. Mm-hmm. I I I'd like because I think somebody had put in a request for us to do like a hangover about it or like a spoiler show. Yeah. So maybe if a couple of us can get it beat, we could do that. So I don't yeah. want to talk too much more about it. Absolutely. But amazing. Okay. Uh, Will, did, yeah. did you have anything you want to talk about, Will? Uh, not really. I played a little bit of Zelda, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing, I mean, I did a Divine Beast. I don't know if I mentioned that, but... Which one? That's about it. I did the Zora Dominion. Dominion one. Oh, that big elephant? Yeah, the big elephant. Uh-huh. Which was super cool. Like, I think the Divine Beasts are an awesome part of the game, and I liked the power that I got for doing yeah. it. Yeah. That was the hardest one for me. The others I breezed through really quick. I got stuck on that one for a little bit. Oh, really? But that was until I figured out you could turn the trunk. The trunk, I yeah. That's I not that part. very well, <laughs> well shown to people. I think... I couldn't even imagine trying to beat those divine beasts without getting the powers that other divine beasts give you. Yeah. That's why I'm glad. I think the first one I did was the the one that gives you the jump. Oh, really? I think. Yeah. That would help. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was, was that the third one or second one that I did? That was the second one that I did. That's the Rito one, right? Yeah. That's a good. I was, I was Go on my way to that one the last time I had. Uh, played Zelda. That's where I saved my game. Was right before that. Mm-hmm. Since since we're talking about Zelda, I can say I beat Zelda. Hey, yeah, oh, Dan, you wanted to have did it beaten you... before Mario Kart Tuesday night. I was like, I'm I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and I did it. Did you do what I did and essentially skipped all of Hyrule Castle and just floated I in? I had I had made raids on Hyrule Castle before. Uh, I didn't completely explore it but i i had been in there and poking around and looking for weapons and and stuff so i had been in hyrule castle and done a few things uh but when i decided that i was gonna beat it i went straight for the straight for the gusto yeah i took uh one of the rafts uh to the western side right up against the cliff because it's really high and you can't really make the jump from anywhere uh, unless you get up against the cliff with the raft and do the the power jump up Mm -hmm. and then i just kind of kept doing it till I which kind of sucks because from what I understand Hyrule Castle is one of the best parts of the game it was awesome yeah definitely it was like I had poked around in a few rooms there's mini bosses in there too which is cool good loot uh, good loot yeah I've got I got got some good loot out of there uh but yeah it was it was awesome uh the ending battle and then the second part of the ending the second part of the ending battle was especially awesome I won't spoil what that is, but it was just a fantastic send off to the game. Uh, I like the ending core. I don't know if did you get end up getting the extended ending? You're going to have to uh, explain to me after what the extended ending is, because I'm not sure. We have to meet some of the. Huh? Is Zelda alive? You. uh, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. (gasps) Dan. No, I don't know. Fuck. Um, (laughs) Does Zelda ever die? I mean, come on. What uh, th- there are certain requirements you would have had to meet. I probably didn't meet them. Probably not. But that just extends the ending a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm makes not it, sure. Which makes one it a little more meaningful. I guess I didn't but know there was multiple ones. Yeah. 
I got that. But yeah, it was it was good stuff. It was a pleasure. I actually played it a little more today, even though I already beat it. I will say, just briefly going back to the Divine Beast thing, I think I, in terms of puzzles, I appreciate more of like the portal approach to puzzles because in those Divine Beasts, like sometimes there's just so much going on yeah. that for my my mind to process all of that at once and figure out what I need to do to get where I'm going. It always felt like I achieved it by bullshit, you know? Well, to me, it felt like a job, and I hate that. Yeah. It was like yeah. a chore. It kind of stopped being fun most of the time, and it's like, yeah. I just, I just want to get this stupid thing. Exactly. I appreciated what they were and, like, you know, the time that they took to, to make them, but it just felt like a chore to take up more time in a game that already took up a lot of time. Right. And that's, I mean, that's what worked for me were the shrines. You know, you just go in, it's one puzzle, and move on. And a lot of even bigger dungeons in the older Zelda games were kind of like that, like room to room. There's very, very little big picture things going on. Right, right. I mean, everything tied together cleverly, but in terms of, like, you were talking about moving the neck, Dan, and the ones that turn, the the spinny one. I never felt overwhelmed by any of it. Maybe you just have a more brain power. I don't. I don't know if it's brain power as much as I was just curious to see what was what was happening when when because I know when you that 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 one was was um, that was the desert one right where you turn the pieces. Yeah, I don't remember. Yes, yeah. it's your ADD, Corey. Probably. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm beginning to, to think that I have something where I can't focus because I can't focus. Yeah, I can't either. I anything that's anything that doesn't respect my time, I struggle with. Mm-hmm. But that's that's fine. They don't have to. So that's why yeah. I don't have to buy the game. Last time I checked, it was uh, I was above ninety five hours. Wow, so I'm between ninety five and a hundred hours put in Breath of the Wild. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I'm gonna also buy. I'll be buying the DLC. I'm not sure what's gonna be in it, but I'll I'll definitely buy it. I wonder when the dude, does anyone know when the first piece of DLC is coming out for Breath of the Wild? I can look it up. I guess there's this, thing, there's this thing oh, called okay. Google. Look it what's, up. What's first result? Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Uh, Overrated. Empty. Oh, it is map. Map. Map release pack? date and details. Uh, Breath of the Wild release date, DLC pack one, come out at some point this summer. Okay. This was back in March, though. They may have updated that since. I don't think so. Doesn't seem to say. It says expansion pass available now. This is I'm looking on the official Nintendo site. DLC pack two is holiday. Okay. Summer so one or holiday. Summer, That's one all we holiday. got. All right, perfect. Okay, uh, so yeah, that, and then I played probably four or five more hours of Mass Effect Andromeda too, um, which I'm also Let's talk a little bit about that because I played it too. Yeah, go ahead. Where are you at? Uh, I just got to the Kro- the where the Krogan, uh, not Homeworld, but where they where they ended up. Um, okay. What the heck is it? Aladdin? Aladdin? Yeah. The planet I'm on now. I'm not there yet. 
I just did the. I just found the um, Asari arc too. I did okay. that part. Um, I just finished all of Kandros. Mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to do to play through it is not do the tasks because yeah. I think that's like the busy work. Yeah, it seems definitely. that way anyway. Yeah. So I'm just going to stop doing the tasks and do. I don't even know if I'll do all the other stuff because there's still a lot in there. But I'm definitely going to skip the tasks. I'll do all the character relationship and allies quests yeah. and the priority quests. I mean, that's the, the I mean, especially the relationship stuff that like that's the interesting part of the game. Yeah. You know, that's the the character building. That's the stuff that's going to be important. If there does end up being a trilogy, it's going to be more important that you do that stuff than some random quest givers NPC. you know. Right. What level are you, your character? I don't even know. 40 something. Okay. I'm in the thirties and it seems high. Like I'm running out of options. Does the equipment go beyond level five? I don't think so. Six. Is there six levels? I've only seen five. I don't even know that. That interface is a little bit. It's a little bit cluster. Fucky. Yeah. And I thought that at first, but I spent the time to like familiarize myself with it and get into it and i think it's really cool i mean i talked a little bit about the augmentations but just like the amount of options you have in your loadout in terms of equipment is it's fun you know but i agree with you it's a it's a bit much they they, it just needs to be streamlined a little bit i think i i I, i'm with you i like all the options Uh, on being able to customize my guns exactly how i want them i i love that part of it and there's a there's a ton of guns there's a ton of guns a ton of armor uh which i also really like because i like being able to customize that down to a very fine degree uh so that that part is definitely i well fleshed out like i said that it needs to be streamlined a little bit i think but i showed you guys my remnant heritage armor yeah Looks that awesome. was a chore. Well, because I had so much remnant research points. Yeah. Um, and I, I just... don't really like any of the weapons, so they're no, me neither. Looking. I've been using the N7 sniper. Uh, I talked about with the tracking uh, plasma bullets. Yeah. Pretty cool. But the remnant heritage armor, I had all the remnant points, and I just did that whole tree for the chest piece there. Okay. Uh, but I had everything but the uranium I needed. So I had to find merchants that sold uranium because gotcha. up to that point, I hadn't been to a planet that had uranium on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of uranium on uh, Kadara. That's the one I'm on, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I said like Kandros or something like that. That's a character. Kadara yeah. is the planet. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So right I'm after rock- I crafted that armor is when I went to Kadara. I'm rocking the Helios Defender armor. It's nice looking purple and purple and white. So I wish you could take that online. What? Your guy. I'll take a picture. Be like an apex character. Yeah. I'll take a picture and, and send it to you guys. My, my Sarah Ryder. I remember reading a review about how the planets aren't any more open than they were in the previous trilogy. And I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. Not true at all. Oh, there's so much going on and, I don't know. I, I guess I just have a bad taste in my mouth from the launch of this game. Like people complaining about the Nomad and stuff, how it was no different from the Mako, like exploring <laughs> planets. I'm like, Very different. are you serious? Yeah. But Corey, the hive mind. The hive mind. I did put a nice platinum sheen on my Nomad. Looks nice. 
I see. I got the N7 logo, so mine's all black and red and looks fantastic. Again, once one of those little, I mean, that itself has a lot of customization options and upgrades that you can do do for it too. Oh yeah, which is it's good stuff. I uh, was playing around trying to see how fast I could get it going. I got up to one sixty five. Did, they must have fixed the bug then, where it disappears when you start going one sixty five. Really? Yeah, there was a there was I a bug. I I, I want to say it was maybe after the first patch is when that started showing up, and it would leave fiery tracks like uh, like in in Back to the Future. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if that was something that they put in the game as a joke. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just it that. would just appear randomly in the map, and it would leave your characters just standing there, and it went to like the northwest mm. corner of the map or something. Maybe they just capped it at one sixty five or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I I mean, I guess that's fixed a few because I think it was one sixty that you had to go to have that happen to have it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to like the top of hills and boosting down. Yeah. Seeing how quick I could get it going. Yep. Yeah, I'm still still I haven't played as much Mass Effect Andromeda only because of playoff hockey. Um, That's taking priority over my computer gaming time. One last Mass Effect related thing for me. Did, yeah. The character of Reyes, was that the one that they talked about adding better a better romance experience to? Or have they already implemented that? I'm not sure. Uh I think I think is I think he he's one of two characters, I think, that can be gay. Yeah. I think. That can be romance. Well, yeah, he, he yeah. sent me an email on my terminal saying he's how did he phrase it? But I was like, whoa, pump the brakes. It was something along the lines of, like, I'm better at making love to men than I am to women or something like that. And I'm like, I just met you. Did you flirt with him? I did the first time. <laughs> but ever since I flirted with him the first time. That. Yeah, but every every option, every time we're talking, there's a flirt option. Yeah. Yeah. A different one every time. None of the other characters are like that, though. Um, I think after a while, like, because... Uh, when I first started meeting my crew, you could flirt with them immediately. And I flirted with, I think all of them. Uh, but I think after a while, like it just stops, you know, if, if they're maybe if there isn't any, uh, chemistry, so to speak between the characters, like the romance options just, or the flirting options just kind of go away. I, I did have Cora say to me, PB, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did the no, no, str- no strings attached fun thing don't remember if i chose that i didn't actually do anything with her oh okay that's what you're asking i think i know what you're talking about though because i watched some videos yeah yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be faithful to one okay i just haven't decided which one yet yeah i was gonna say who's the apple of your eye i'm leaning cora okay but there's a angarin that i always flirt with too i can't remember which one the museum one Oh, yeah, yeah. The artifacts? Yep. Oh, speaking of which, I found a few artifacts that I have to take back to her. Glad you reminded me of that. Is there any point to collecting all the ships? Just decorating? No, I think they just decorate your your quarters on your ship. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping to be able to play that a little bit more. Now, like I said, it's just the Switch is so convenient because I can play that while watching hockey mm-hmm. can't, can't 
as easily play the computer and watch hockey. So, yeah, that's all I got for Mass Effect. I, I still, I'm still digging it. Yep. Won't be game of the year for me, but I still dig it. No, it won't. But maybe six years from now, we'll be talking about how great the second trilogy was and yeah. how we wish we could put it on our list of top 10 games of all time. Yep. After we've had our 600th episode. I'll yeah. tell you what, though, it won't be game of the generation because it'll be the next Elder Scrolls. Can't wait for that. You think we'll hear about well. that? Three. I, I remember early in the year, Michael Pachter said it was coming out this year, and Todd Howard was like, you're dreaming. It's and Michael Pachter stood by his belief that it's coming out this year. been five years since Skyrim came out. Six years. I don't know God. who to believe, because I like to put faith in Pachter. I know a lot of people don't, but... I didn't like him at first, but the more... I pay attention to things. The more interested and interested I am in what he has to say, because yeah. he's a he's a he's a business analyst. Yeah, you know, for was it Web Webbush Webbush Securities. So you know he's he's definitely got to be in the know more so than you know even journalists. Yeah. So he definitely. just kind of predicts video game stuff. Yeah, or? he's an analyst yeah. for the industry. Okay. Has he been right about other stuff? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got a pretty good track record overall. I mean, he has his flops, but who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. He was always they always had him on. Uh, Jeff Keeley would do would have him on when he did his E three coverage a lot. Which it was, he was. I mean, he, like I said at first, I didn't really like him, but as I came to know the industry a little bit better, he's at least interesting. If if I don't necessarily agree with his predictions, you know. But anyway, do you play anything else you want to talk about, Corey? No. Okay. So shall we get right into feedback? May sure. as well. Hey, quick, quick, quickly run through what we didn't play, unless you guys don't oh, really yeah. care. No, let's let's hear it. This week, Outlast Two came out. Any interest? Too scary. I want to, I want to play it. See, I played Resident Evil, and like that's enough for me for a while. I'm good. I'm good on the horror adventure games. I'll get it on a sale. What about Dragon Quest Heroes 2? Oh, I really want to play that. I don't know anything don't, about it. I don't know why, but I was watching videos for it this week, and I was like, I kind of want to play that. I want to play Builders. I think that's Builders. cool. Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah, me too. Uh, Heroes, Heroes 2, I couldn't tell you anything about. Um, What remains of Edith Finch? I'm not even sure what that is, but... It's got on our favorite video game review aggregate site, opencritic.com. Uh, it has a 88. Did that just come out for a certain platform? Because I feel like that's been out for a while. It's on Steam. Uh, PlayStation PC, April 25th, 2017. Was it in early access for a while, maybe? Could be. It could be. Very well could be. Chance Sparrow delivers beyond our expectations once again. A touching story about a tragically unlucky family hits all the right notes, making what remains of Edith Finch a worthy successor to the studio's sublime The Unfinished Swan. A walking simulator with a smart delivery mechanism paints the picture of a family tree full of misfortune. Uh, That's the review from Push Square. Gave it a 10 out of 10. Interesting. 
Puyo Puyo Tetris also came out this week. Eric mentioned that already. Yeah, I'm going to get it at some point here. I would have bought it this week if uh, Mario Kart wasn't coming out. Yeah, I've that's another one. Up. I've got to save up for a Pro Controller, too. That's something now, I'd now like to Mario. have. Sorry, that's something right. I'd like to have on the Switch, you know? Yeah. Like a Rocket League kind of thing. Just yep. pick up and put down quick. Ukulele came out way back in April 11th. I don't think we talked about that at all. No. Other than yeah. our preview. I was interested, and then when the reviews came out and it was, like, average, I figured I would wait and get it when it was cheaper. Same. And the last one is one um, Dan and I talked a little bit about. Cosmic Star Heroin came out also April 11th, uh, which I'm probably going to play at some point when I have a weekend, which I think I have a weekend all to myself next week, but don't quote me on that. Nice. Maybe I'll binge Cosmic Star Heroin. Yeah. And then I'll play Cosmic Star Heroin. Huh? Sounds like you have it all planned out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's it. That's it. There are a bunch of other things, but those are the only ones that stood out. Sounds good. All right. First piece of feedback is from Carlos in Utah. We haven't heard from you in a while. He says, hey, Thumbstick Athletes, it's a week late, but congrats on your 300th episode. I've been listening since around episode 20. Just a bit about myself. I am a console gamer and own a PS4, Switch, and a bunch of last-gen consoles. I just recently bought a laptop that I can actually play games, so I figured I would play this game called World of Warcraft. Boy, is this game addicting. Anywho, just wanted to figure out if any of you had any recommendations on simple indie PC games that I should get. I would prefer to get bigger titles on the PS4. In regards to Zelda Breath of the Wild, I was really into it for the first 20 minutes. And I agree with with Eric and Corey. This should not be on Dan's top 10. Sorry, Dan. I ended up losing interest. My copy of Mario Kart 8 is arriving tomorrow, so I can't wait to play that. Would you guys be able to share your gamer tags so we can battle it out with the rest of the listeners? Well, that's enough for me. I really appreciate your dedicate to the dedication to the podcast, and I'm really enjoying listening to you guys every week. Uh, Carlos from Utah, uh, who gives his I don't I don't want to give this out with your permit without your, your express permission, Carlos. Uh, so let us know if you want us to give that out, and we definitely will. But I will add you to my uh, Switch friends list. Me too. Because I only have Eric and Will. Me too. I I, I didn't I didn't bother adding Corey because I knew he was gonna sell it. I was gonna Corey. message Corey and tell him he was a prick for not adding me, and then I realized <laughs> that he was just getting rid of it. So I was like, eh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Why bother? Uh, so indie PC games you should get. There's so many indie PC games. Yeah. Stardew Plan, Valley. Playing his laptop. Stardew Valley, that's one that would be good. Like Eric said, get on the Switch. Switch. FTL. Terraria. FTL's good. FTL's um, a good one, yeah. Undertale. Yep. Corey loves that game. <laughs> Darkest Guys. Dungeon, or is that that's on PS4 too? Is that's it? on PS4 also. That would be that one would be would be great on a tablet. That needs to come out on mobile. Don't, don't starve. That, I don't say that very often. Don't starve's good, yeah. Torchlight too. Definitely Torchlight 2. Limbo, Braid, Bastions, the old standby. You can get that for pennies. (laughs) Inside, that's on PS4. Yeah. Papers, Please is one I really liked. Yeah, that game was cool. That's good. Uh, Pay attention to the Humble Bundles. 
Uh, HumbleBundle.com, they often have indie games as their Humble Bundles, for their Humble Bundles. You can get a bunch of them for like, you know, eight, ten bucks, twelve bucks. Uh, that's a really easy way to pad your Steam library. Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami's good, yeah. I liked Axiom Verge. I don't know that any of you guys played it. We could do a whole episode on indie games that you, you should just get. You know? Gone Home. Gone Home. Oh my god. Stanley Parable. <laughs> Whatever. That's one, I sh- that's one I should just play one of these days. I'll spend an hour and a half and beat it. An hour and a half? Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I want to do a completionist playthrough. Yeah, he's a completionist. Well, <laughs> so 30 minutes probably. 20 tops. Let's let's see how many hours I put into Stanley Parable. Uh, you played it twice though, right? Yeah, just to get the beaten game so I could beat you that one year. Oh yeah. I put two hours. Okay. Wow. That's a lot. <laughs> two playthroughs, two hours. <laughs> yep. That's a that's a lot for that game. I had to win. Some playthroughs are like six minutes. That's the speed runs, Corey. No, I think I tried to... <laughs> it's not. Oh, I remember what I was doing. I was trying to get an achievement in there. I was going to say, I have probably have like 15 minutes in my Stanley Parable, and that's playing through it like three times. Really? Yeah. It's that ridiculous. That Why do you think I made fun of Will so much for using that to beat you? That's fair. Okay. Uh, in regards to Zelda Breath of the Wild, really into it for the first 20 minutes. Uh, he agrees with Eric and Corey that I should not have it on my list. I stand by my list. I stand by That's it. Fine. Pro- probably next time it'll be even higher, too. Because like it's your Corey list, said, Dan. It'll age well. I can't wait, though, till episode 400 when you drop it. Say, I don't know why I put that on my list. That's and, not going to happen. And none of us will remember. Um, Hater. Mario Kart 8 coming tomorrow. My copy is coming tomorrow, too. Like I said, I will add you. Dan, uh, did your ship yet? It shipped, yeah. Uh, Mine didn't. This evening. They better not screw you. Like, they I mean, screwed me with my Switch. You don't care whatever. as much as I do. No, I've already played it, so it's not a huge deal. I will be furious, because then I won't get it till Monday. Well, tomorrow would be good, though, because Christy's out of town this weekend. Yeah, but I, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm not going to play that over Horizon anyway, so it's not. My kids are all hyped for it, too, and they want to play. Right, that makes sense. Uh, oh, thanks for listening for so long, too, Carlos, by the way. Yeah, that's appreciated. Because, you know, we wouldn't do this if people didn't listen to it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> we might, we might. We did it for quite a while when nobody was listening, like two years. There were people listening, though. It's true. There was were, there was a few. Were yeah. there? Yeah. We've at least doubled our, our audience. So Since we've got like six people started. now. Yeah. <laughs> Killing it. Back when we were real. <laughs> New and noteworthy. New and noteworthy. Now we're yes. full of ourselves and jaded. Highlight <laughs> of my life was when we were on New and Noteworthy. We're jaded and elitist. Too. Don't forget the latest. New and noteworthy is featured on our uh, one sheet. Nice. Our marketing one sheet that I made. 
Oh, hmm, I forgot about that. Wasn't that like four years ago that you made that? Yeah. That was when we were about oh, to get yeah. signed. No, we were about to get signed after episode like 10. It was early on. It was very early. Oh, yeah. I remember sitting in chemistry being like, I'm going to get signed. <laughs> <laughs> Sarcastically, right? Uh, uh, a little sure. bit of that. A little bit of this and that. You tried to make it seem like you were being sarcastic, but deep down you were really hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> that we never heard from him again. That's how I live my life. All right. Next piece of feedback is from Idaho Jake says, Hey guys, I hope you didn't have too big of a hangover from the last episode. Last Friday, my wife and I upgraded our phones to the new galaxy S eight plus, And I'm really liking it. Uh, Cause now I feel like I have a big enough screen to play star Wars heroes. So I hope to join the guild. Yeah. I also started playing Mass Effect, and I'm really having fun with it, and I think it's because it's a new story and it controls very well. Now, as for the glitches, it really doesn't bother me because Fallout 4 had the same problems, and I still like it. I do have a tip if you were playing on PS4 when I first played it. The frame rate wasn't good, that good. The characters had a weird shaking to them. Uh, but then I turned on boost mode and fixed it. So now it's time for Ohio Jake's This Day in Gaming History. Final Fantasy 3 was released in 1990. Star Fox 64 in 1997 and Super Smash Brothers in 1999. Wow. Good That's day. What came out today? Like today, today. That Those. Oh, did any games come out today? I'm yeah. sure something on Steam came out today. Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War 3. Oh, yeah, today? they were playing that on AGN today. Yep. Which, I want to uh, try those games. It has an 82 on our favorite game review aggregate site, opencritic.com. The new one does? Yep. Dan, you have some of those, right, on Steam? Which ones? Warhammer? Yeah. Dawn of War? Yeah, I think I have the first and second one. Yeah. I don't even know because I get them in Humble Bundles, and then yeah. like there's games that I don't realize I have, and I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play that. I should buy it, and then I look, and it's in my Steam library, which happens to me way more often than it should. Yeah. Uh, cool. Galaxy S8 Plus. Um, my wife actually is going to upgrade her Galaxy S6. She wants to get a Galaxy S8. Um, I'm probably going to wait for the new Note and hope it doesn't catch on fire. But if not, if the new if the Note 8 isn't isn't good, I'll I'll go with the Galaxy S8 Plus because I also like having a big phone. Well, I should say a big screen on my phone. I don't like a big chunky phone, but big screen. It does make it easier to play Galaxy of Heroes. Um, I don't even uh, Corey, are you? Do you want to send Jake the, or can we? I don't even know how we invite him to the guild or add him to our friends list. I don't know how that works. Our fearless leader has left us. <laughs> he doesn't have to do it. We're all officers. We can invite anyone. Yeah, I made sure that the, the reins were handed over to my officers. He didn't show <laughs> us the way. Well, somebody invited everybody else into our guild. Oh, I didn't me. invite all those people. I keep inviting all of my allies. And I don't think any of them have joined. But I've got a full full roster of allies. We'll figure it out, Jake. We have someone else who we've neglected to add to the... <laughs> We're so <laughs> bad at this. It's well, such, it's the such problem, an easy, nice thing that we could do, and we just can't do it. 
the problem is, is after we're done with the podcast, like it all goes out of my head and I don't even think about it again until next podcast time when we're reminded again. That's my yeah. problem. It left mine the second now. after you said it, Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how our brains work. And most of the time I barely remember what I talked about during an episode. No, never. Uh, so that was from Jake. Um, this is from Alex who says, how is everyone doing? Hey guys, how is everyone doing? I pass the time at work listening to lots of different podcasts and get super excited for Fridays to hear yours. I listen to a variety like hello from the magic tavern, the dark tome, the nerdist. Hey, do you remember? And a bunch of patio books. Just wondering what other podcast recommendations you can give. If you listen to any, also, I can honestly say you're the only video game podcast that I've enjoyed. Keep up the good work, Alex. Thanks, Alex. It's high praise. I've, Wow. I've got a podcast for her. I got a few. Alex is a, a boy. Oh, okay. Come on, Will. How dare All you right. assume assume a gender? Do we have a female <laughs> fan named Alex? No. What? Don't that's we so. have a female fan? No. That's your hockey podcast. Amanda. Mm, sorry, I mixed the A's up. Alex, listen to the Pond Hockey Podcast. It's a really good podcast. Yeah, when is that when is that going on? Pretty Google? average, Alex. What? What's it going on Google? When I get a minute. God damn it, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're actually going to change the name. I know. Why? I like uh, Matt had an old brand called the Loser Point that I like that name more. Huh. Pond hockey's a little dry. Dry. So is the content. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the name will spruce up the content a little bit. <laughs> uh, podcast recommendations. I'm going to plug again. I've talked about this a few times with Dan Carlin's podcasts. I'll second um, that. Both Hardcore History, which is probably my favorite um, podcast. Uh, if you're into history or even if you're not, uh, Hardcore History is entertaining enough. And Dan Carlin is entertaining enough that it's even if you're not into history, it's really good. Uh, and then he has he does a political one called Common Sense, which is also really, really good. Um, he does a good job, too, of not taking the uh, kind of standard viewpoints or the standard talking points that you hear from other major news outlets. Uh, he kind of has his own thoughts on things and own views on things, which is refreshing because we just don't get enough of that in, in today's media. So. Those are my two favorite. Um, if you're into history too, I'm gonna I'll plug uh, the rise and fall. Uh, what is the Roman Empire one that I used to listen to? That I can't even think of the name of it. Oh, rise, son of Rome. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'm looking it up right now. The fall of the Roman Empire. It's Mike. Michael Duncan does it. It's uh. Hey, do you care? Do you care if it falls? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. What? What? The Roman Empire. Roman Empire. Fuck it. it. (laughs) So good. Or is it just Rome? I think it, I don't know. I know what you're talking about. Because I I listened to it when it first started, when, before he had like a good microphone. Oh, oh yeah. The first few episodes are terrible. Yeah. Uh, It's the history of Rome. So he, it's, it's Mike Duncan. He does the, uh, from the very like the mythical beginnings of the city of Rome all the way to the uh, fall of the Western Empire, and it's it's fantastic. Um, I never considered myself to be into like the Roman times history, but it's it's fantastically interesting. So, yeah, 
that's another good one. Any other I'll, recommendations? Pods? I'll throw out, I'll throw out a few. I mean, I'm not sure what Alex is into day to day, but uh, I started listening to fairly recently, and I don't I actually don't listen to as much podcasts as I would like anymore. Yeah, same, same uh, here. But I, I used to start. I started listening to Star Wars Blaster Cannon, which is just new canon talk oh. for Star Wars, which is pretty good. I like some of the people on there. Uh, they do a really good job. Or If you like football, I can't recommend Around the NFL enough. I think my favorite Will, podcast. I think it might be my favorite podcast, too. Now, I don't even really like good. football that much. Really? It's from the, from the lower staffers at the NFL. What's it called? Around the NFL. Really funny, always entertaining. They do a great job of quickly recapping everything. Um, and they do like, I forget which day they do it, but like Monday they review all the games from the week and Thursday they preview all the games for the week. So depending on what you're looking for, you know, you can kind of they're kind of pick right now, you <laughs> right now because like there's no football games, the draft is about to be over so they're gonna have to get pretty creative with content uh which can be pretty entertaining especially with those four yeah they're they're really funny the uh, the q a with jeff goldsmith is what i listen to for film that and film spotting if you're into movies uh the q a one is they uh, jeff goldsmith interviews writers and sometimes directors of scripts uh always insightful always popular movies uh, science Friday is my science fix. It's an NPR show. If you're into that astronomy cast was the very first podcast I ever listened to. I rarely listen to it now, but they're still doing it. And I'm talking like 2006, probably 2005. Wow. I may have still been in high school. That's how long that's been around. Um, I'll listen to it now if I like the topic, but sometimes they get pretty in depth on like the math of space and uh, that kind of bores me Freakonomics radio is good like economics ted radio hour is always just whatever interesting topic um i think that's it in terms of uh, ones that haven't been covered if you're into the game of thrones game of thrones the podcast is good he still do a lot of video game podcasts kotaku split screen screen nintendo voice chat eight four play podcast beyond Giant Beast Cast, Giant Bomb Cast. And that's all I got. I got a few. Hit it. Uh, Joe Rogan. Um, let's see. Joe Rogan has a quite a, ver- a wide variety. I really only listen usually if it's not a UFC fighter yeah. or a comedian. I don't really find a lot of the comedians super interesting either. Uh-huh. Uh, but anything else he has on, I will usually check out. Um, Dave Rubin is what I've been listening to for my politics. Um, I don't know if you like soccer, but if you're interested, um, a really good one that I would suggest is the football hipsters because they cover all of the leagues. Well, the the big leagues in Europe, uh, not just the English league. So that one's pretty cool. Um, I did have a couple more here. I will second giant bomb and giant beast. Uh, also the Podquisition with Jim Sterling, I really enjoy. Those are probably my favorite video game podcasts. Uh, and Dan Carlin, I will also second. Um, I'm more a fan of his common sense than the history ones, but the history ones are also good. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and Tito mentions one that's really popular right now is that S-Town podcast. Did oh, yeah. 
No, we talked about last week, so I didn't say it. But yeah, S Town's really good. Uh, that's just a seven part series, so that's a quick that's a quick listen. But it was it was really well done. Do you have anything else, Will? Uh, I don't know. It's tough because I pretty much listen to hockey football podcasts. I do listen to Star Talk Radio because uh, uh-huh. I like astronomy. Um, I have a podcast Ooh. that teaches me French. Will, who's the who's the comedian that he has on now? I don't know who his name specifically. Is it Eugene um, Merman? Because want... doesn't it switch? He's had a Chuck, few. Is it Chuck Nice? Okay, that's a different one then. Because yeah, yeah, they're on I'm a new sure it, it rotates. Yeah. Oh, really? Because when yeah. when I when I was listening to that, like it would be one person for like a year and then it'd be another person. And when I stopped listening, it was Eugene Merman was on every week. It's uh, right now. It has been Chuck nice. I couldn't think of his name, but yeah, that's who's doing it now. And he Uh has some pretty funny one liners. Um, yeah. Like I listen to a ton of different hockey podcasts. I have a podcast that teaches me French. Um, I have a college football podcast. So I don't know. I would have to know the interests of the person. Uh, more in depth. Uh, the music that I like, which is like rock or heavier music, I have podcasts that are specialized towards towards that. So, um, I don't know. I guess the podcast that I would pump up as my favorite would definitely be around the NFL, uh, and one that you should definitely check out. Yeah. Okay. For its entertainment value, and not even necessarily the football stuff, right? I mean, both really for yeah, me. Yeah, both. <laughs> I mean, football stuff's all news to me, though. So, yeah. you know, I'm I'm always learning, listening to them. Mm-hmm. If you want to listen to a Jets and Browns fan talk about <laughs> their teams a lot, it's pretty funny. Oh, Misery. It's a Jets fan? Yeah. The and there's a Patriots is... fan. And there's a... Oh, God. This is the <laughs> one the you dynamic, told me to download? The dynamic is so funny. <laughs> it is. I hate those two. They're rivals for me. I can't listen to those D-bags. <laughs> the Patriots fan I can see definitely grading on you I can't see the Jets fan bothering you that much no. he's the funniest one on the podcast he has his dad come on every week call in uh, uh, who's a bigger Jets fan than he is call we'll in talk about <laughs> how, how poorly the Jets performed That's Ryan funny. Fitzpatrick like threw six interceptions today <laughs> oh man I should have listened to that during the Fitzpatrick era just another day in the life yes. of a Jet fan <laughs> No, I'll listen They're to it. I already downloaded it. Pretty That's pathetic. Funny. Didn't show much. I don't know how much more times I can call in. <laughs> Stuff like that. So it sounds like uh, Buffalo Sports Radio every Sunday. <laughs> Pretty much. And like the I other three of the podcasts are like, how can you listen to your father like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh... All right. Uh, thank you, Alex. Uh, Tito. Tito says, uh, I forgot to mention my top five for episode 300. In the past, I don't think I ever had a clear-cut list or even had ten games to mention. All I knew before then was that Final Fantasy VII was my number two game and Shadow of the Colossus was my number one. But I finally fleshed out a complete list that I'm willing to set in stone for the time being. I'll talk about a couple of them and ex- to explain some choices, here goes. Number ten, Psychonauts. Number nine, Rival Schools. Number eight, ESPN NFL 2K5, the last good football game. I almost put that on my yeah. my updated list. That's a good one. That was a lot of fun. Number seven, Inside. Number six, Bioshock. 
Number five, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number four, Final Fantasy VII. Number three, The Last of Us. Number two, Shadow of the Colossus. And number one, Rocket League. The new additions are Inside, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Last of Us, and most importantly, Rocket League. The Last of Us initially made my top ten. I've been wanting to keep it off my list because it felt too special to put it on a list, but I was stuck at nine games, so I decided to bite the bullet. It's had time to marinate, too. Rocket League has earned my full respect. It's the only game in my life I actually practice at. And early on when watching pros play, I always believed and would think, I can do that. Maybe not yet, but I know I can do what they can do. That's pretty damn special in my eyes. Sometimes we dislike games not because the game is actually bad, but because the because of outside circumstances that influence how we receive the game as we play it. Cooking just, mama. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that myself. We just got in an argument with our girlfriend and pick up a new game in a bad mood. We're too busy with work and tired when we get home to play a great new game and fall asleep, so our first impression is ruined. Or another inferior game takes up too much of our time. Horizon, I was lucky enough to enjoy it without any outside factors unfairly affecting my judgment i didn't need this game to marinate because i was it was cooked to near perfection on release day journey versus inside this is a tough debate debate for me i don't agree with the idea that you can't have too much of one type of game on a top 10 list however due to my other selections i did go ahead and debate journey and inside the category mainly being the artistic indie game i decided to have inside take out journey one it feels like Inside fulfills Corey's argument about how the nature of the gamer needs to play an aspect in the game's story uh, better than Journey does. This doesn't mean I think that for great games to be considered art, it needs this criteria, but I like the idea of the criteria and decided to use it, utilize it in my decision. Another reason is the story of Inside is crafted so well in a way to create lots of fun discussion about its meaning and uh, after completing the game. Journey story is one we've heard and easily received. It's told beautifully and simple, which can be powerful, but I enjoyed the discussions from Inside more. At the end of the day, I wanted to learn more about the world of Inside. With Journey, I understand it, so I don't necessarily feel drawn to it once I beat it. I loved it, and that was that. But with Inside, I have so many questions about the world they created, what happened in the past, why are things the way they are, what's the facility working on, am I me or just another zombie? The tone of Inside is the key. It was creepy, haunting, and absolutely mesmerizing. Plus, the video evidence of Corey's reaction to the twist sums up Inside's magic perfectly. P.S. Destiny should be on my list. I'll put it at number 11. P.P.S. I'm proud of Corey for putting Rocket League at number 3. I know Will is acting the hater, but deep down inside, he really likes the game. He just can't help but hate on it since everyone else liked it and hyped it up for him. He couldn't help but feel... Not, but naturally reject its praise before he was able to put significant time in. It's okay, Will. No single person nor one game is perfect except Rocket League. Well, and that's then number he says, one. Yeah. Yes, that was his number one. God. And then he wrote uh, <laughs> afterwards, he said, oh yeah, and I beat Horizon. Yay. Well done, Tito. Congrats. Okay. There's a, there's a lot there. Um... So the, his list, uh, Last of Us, finally made his top ten. That's yeah, fair, right? I mean, should be on there, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket League, great pick for your number one game, Tito. What was yours, Eric? Was yours Rocket League too? Yes, it was. Okay. Corey had it at number three, three, three. three. Okay. But if you think about it, you jettison the nostalgia picks. And there it sits. There yeah. it sits. Proud and true. Sure. 
I liked Tito's explanation for Rocket League too. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. See, I never, I never saw what the pros were doing and thought I could do that. Oh, me either. <laughs> because they're unbelievable, and I can't do any. Like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll boot it up occasionally to, to you know, give it a shot, and I'll see people flying around. I'm like, I'm done. Oh yeah, I mean, I can fly around a little bit, but these guys like will fly upside down and do yeah. backflips in the air and it just, i'm like what the fuck is going on here if they come out with a no fly mode where you're just on the ground all the time not even walls like if you couldn't drive up the walls either i would probably play more i think I, do, do you think they could come up like with a like different game do you think they could come up with a newbie like newbie mode where you still had double jump but no yeah jets yep no flying I think that would actually would, be kind of cool. I mean, not just for me, but for people that weren't ready to do all the for, flying for around. people that suck, yeah. like me. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, you're right. It, it's a different game. It would have to be called, like, newbie mode or something, you know? Coward. We'll call it, we'll call it Dan mode. Dan mode. Because yeah. I came up with the idea. Coward. I don't know how much customization <laughs> are in the, the settings. Like, is there... Uh, option to even like in a custom match to turn that off i feel like i would have come across that at some point in the 300 hours i've played good point only 300 yeah on one device (laughs) um yeah outside factors when 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 i read this the first thing i thought was cooking mama for Corey. cooking mama it. Tito said he thinks there is a way to turn off boost and the custom options. Really? See, I would want, I would want boost, like the. How the about turbo? if you had boost and nobody else did? But you just don't want anybody to fly. No flying so you, or driving on the pra- walls. You could practice it, and nobody else could. It's the no fly zone. No fly zone. That's right. You're Air Force One, and you can fly wherever you want. How you feel I about th- that? I can't. I can't do it. Like I can fly a little bit up in a straight line. Like I know how to do it, but I just can't. Dan, you never get your tiny little wings to flutter if you don't just jump off the branch and, you know. He's yeah, right. I advise you to not right. do it. To set listen. yourself. Set yourself free. Just try it. I already have multiple occasions. That's the spirit. Ground training. <laughs> Ground training. I did the I would training. Do it again. Uh, Journey versus Inside. Uh, yeah, I, I I haven't played Journey. I will play Journey because it's on the. Is it PS Now on PC? No, no. Will I? Did I? I think oh, I yeah. have it on PS4. So Will should oh, have it. I'll, yeah, I'd rather Journey. Play. Maybe. I have Journey on PlayStation. Yeah. Compliments of Eric. You do. Yeah. There you go. Those that have played both. How do you feel about Tito's? Well, which one is still on my list? Journey. Journey. There you go. Which one is on my list? Neither. Journey. Oh, did you keep Journey? I thought you took got rid of it. Pretty sure I added it, didn't I? Oh, did no, you? I don't, th- I don't think you added it. I think I did. I thought it was already on there and you took it off. I think, no, I, I added it. I think I dropped Mario 3 for it. Oh, okay. Mm, really? I, I can tell you. And like. Yeah. 
I almost put Inside on my list because that game's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just prefer Journey. I it... number ten, Journey. Okay, Ooh. that's right. Remember, I made yeah. Final Fantasy IX number eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Journey, um, I don't know. Journey just hit me more than than Inside did. I mean, Tito brings up a good point. There's more to think about, but yeah, in terms of impact, like because Journey was a little more clear its message you know it was more impactful for me and also it's much more appealing i didn't think the twist in inside was all that amazing either personally i didn't either to be honest and i think i said that when we did our episode on it yeah i mean i thought it was awesome but it was also kind of abstract the like message in in inside and and yeah on purpose you know i think that's what they were going for but sure i remember you mentioning specifically eric though that the twist had been built up so much that you feel like it was diminished a little bit because of because of the yeah. uh, prior hype, I guess, yeah, for it. Yeah, it could be. But even so, like, just thinking back, like, I don't know. Like, like Corey was saying, the story is so abstract, like, the twist is just kind of there as part of the game. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just felt like a different way to play the game more than a twist. Yeah, I don't know. A twist on the on how the game was played more than anything. But yeah, and I can't compare because I have yet to play Journey, so I don't. I don't know. Eric, Tito suggests you see my reaction to the Blob, which everybody can watch on YouTube.com/slash Thumbstick Athletes. There, man. I the video title is. is Corey's first time with Inside Two of Two. I think it's in the second video. I think I did watch it. But okay. yeah, no, it's I mean inside's a great game. I respect that pick. We've got twelve views on that video. There you go. One of them's me. It's been up since mm-hmm. July 9th, two thousand sixteen. Wow, okay. Uh and that's it for feedback that I'm aware of. So we got four. Let's roll through this game giveaway. Time eh? for the game giveaway. Yeah, just in time for the Bills to be on the clock, boys. By the way, while we get that set up, I want to tell you guys that an NFL player that got drafted, um, his the first thing that he's going to buy is a gaming PC so he can play Total War. Is that what nice. He said? Yeah. Who was it? Nice. Jonathan Allen. He just got drafted by Washington. Good for him. Uh, the yeah. Giants took a tight end. By the way. Mm. Oh, yeah. did, there was a piece of gaming news that came out while we were recording, gentlemen. Ooh. Nintendo has announced the new 2DS XL that looks really? eerily similar to a 3DS. 2DS XL, huh? I'm going to look, look it, it up. up. Look it up. See what you think. Yeah, wow. What? <laughs> what are they doing over there? So it just lacks the 3D. Yeah, it's a 3DS without 3D. For $150? Yeah. That's way too much. What? <laughs> I thought, I mean, I thought the whole reason why they Nintendo did the straight Nintendo. up the straight up design was to lower the cost of components. Well, it is it is the new, right? It is the new hardware. The yeah, new so Nintendo you, yes, you DS the hardware. New games. It's got the bigger screen. But still, I, still. Th- I feel like 150 bucks is too much for that. 
11 11 make a wish anywho let's give away some games eh yeah sure uh random we've got carlos number one jake number two alex number three tito number four Going one through four. The winner is number three is Alex. All right. Congrats to Alex. Let's figure out what game you get. The numbers are one through 198. Everybody got their games from last week. I did that before we recorded today. I don't know. Let's ask Jake if he got all his games. (laughs) It only took a week. Are we square with, with, with Jake? First game up is 173, which is Dead Space. Ugh, again. Again with the dead space. People love that game. <laughs> it sucks. We're not fans here. It's the only you game that has ever not liked. Oh yeah. I just <laughs> played the first and second one. I think I beat the first one. Eric, that's true. Right? I feel like I never hear Dan say anything bad about games, but he hates Dead Space. <laughs> it was the most boring thing I played. Fifty five is Puzzle Agent Two. If you're interested in Puzzle Agent and don't want to start with number two. I'll give you number one. How's that? <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> Game so number generous. three. 115, which is do, 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 Dust in Elysian Tale. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's a first appearance for Dust, right? I yes, think so. Sir. Yep. Game number four. Gone home. Number 130. Is to the moon. Ooh. Ooh. Get your Kleenex. To the moon. And the last game. Number one. Wow. What is number one? Hopico. What is it? Hopico. I don't know anything about it. Hopico. I think it's Japanese. Hopico. Is that pretty good? Excellent. Can we get a soundbite of that? Cool. <laughs> there was a game that came out, I think today or sometime this week, on the Switch. Oh, I am smiling. Um, uh, I'm yeah. Sorry. I'm That's sorry. Right. <laughs> on, on the Switch uh, eShop that looks exactly like Hyper Light Drifter. <laughs> if that was Heart Machine, I would probably sue. Wait, is that? Uh, Cam- it's I think it's called like, Machine. No, it's called like Kamiko or something like that. Uh. It looks exactly like Hyperlight Drifter. So just to run through these again, Alex, your, your options are Dead Space, Puzzle Agent 2, Dust and Elysian Tail, To the Moon, and Hopiko. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? No, sir. Okay. Do we have a topic for next week? Uh, well, I don't think Mario Karts are going to require one, is it? No, I don't think so either. I'd be interested to hear right. about some of the changes. Well, you'll well, hear about, about the changes. It. I'll talk about it, but it, I don't know the full episode. Come on, guys. It's May. Let's just... <laughs> who cares? Someday we'll do an all-time Corey's right. Episode. We're doing Mario Kart next week. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? We're going to try and come up with something. Nobody's going to come up with anything. We'll be like, well, let's just do Mario Kart. No. <laughs> uh, How dare you sell a short like that? I, I mean, I'm open to ideas. Oh, I thought you had a Star Wars shirt on, Dan. I was going to say I have that same one. No, it's styled yeah, football, similarly. Football Giants. Let's just do another top five of something. I like doing the letter episodes. Those are fun. 
but yeah. requires a little bit of effort. And yeah, I know well, how we feel about that. <laughs> I was going to say, we, feel pretty lousy about that. we would need to know like a few days ahead of time. What letter would do we make, leave off would make of? a difference for me? It would like if I, cause I can work on it a little bit at a time. I think the last couple letter episodes, I got all of my stuff the minute before. We're giving away all of our secrets. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I don't think anybody's surprised to hear any of that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, episode TBD. It's probably going to be Mario Kart 8. Just, just a heads up. Pencil it in. Um, pencil it in, yeah. Uh, so that'll do it for episode 301 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Americ. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four. Yeah!